or early morning to you, New York sports fans. My name is Daniel McCartan. McCartan after midnight, and I'll be talking all things New York sports with you right up till 4 a.m. on this NFL Divisional Playoff Weekend. Um, it's We're here in New York City, uh, live on your radios, on your Odyssey app, wherever you are, uh, whatever you're doing at the moment. Appreciate you tuning in right now and throughout the rest of the next uh, three hours. Whether that be on your car radio, WFN.com, or on the free Odyssey app. So I welcome all of the night owls and the early birds that are out there catching them worms. And, uh, of course, those of you that just witnessed the Giants and Eagles game and listened to our post-game coverage that just wrapped up. We are here in the Big Apple. Suss and I are coming to you live from the Carton and Roberts studio, the Mike Francesa studio here in lower Manhattan. Go ahead, start dialing as I fix this mic here, 877-337-6666. We're taking your calls right here in the first segment. Get aboard. I know you want to talk about this game. Uh, we've got Paul Dettino giving us a live call-in at 2.40. Live report at 2.40 from Paul Dettino. And, uh, you know, some WFAN news before we get into this Giants-Eagles game. And uh, you saw that Sweeney announced on Friday. It's got 3 million impressions on Twitter. I'm sure you saw it. But uh, Sweeney announced on Friday morning that uh, that he is moving on from his role as our Yankee reporter here. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to him for showing me the ropes early on inside that Yankees clubhouse because the last thing you want to do is step a toenail out of line with the New York Yankees. There's lots of rules, and Sweeney showed me the way. So he's a true pro. Uh, so, uh, I, you know, I, Sweeney, if, if you're listening or if you do hear this, I just wish you the best of luck in your next endeavor or, you know, wh- wherever that may be, but whoever it is will be lucky to have you. So wherever it is, I'll be tuned in. I'll, I'll be locked in, whether it be, I don't, I don't know. I don't even want to conjecture anywhere, but, but I'll be, I'll be watching. I'll be listening and I'll be reading if that's what it is. But, uh, you know, I don't know what the company's plans are to, to fill his role. And, you know, while everyone here I, that I've talked to is upset that he's gone, uh, including me, uh, in, in this business, I've learned that that you can't let the grass grow under your feet. So, you know, I, I've officially thrown my name into the ring for consideration for, for whatever it may be. So we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, the weather at kickoff in Philadelphia was uh, 38 degrees, virtually no wind, perfect football weather. But it was anything but perfect for the Giants tonight. And by and large, it was just a completely non competitive game. I mean, I watched it with my parents and at one point I looked over at my dad and I said, who would have thought, Dad, that the Jaguars would have played a closer game to the Chiefs than the Giants and the Eagles? And I know Mahomes was injured. I know. I get it. You know, but, uh, you know, I, I'm in group chats, plural, and people, you know, were saying these things, these group chats, like, hey, there's still time and there's a lot to game left and, and all that, but it, it was obvious early on that the Giants were overmatched. And, you know, with the final score of tonight's game, the Eagles have now won 10 straight home games against the Giants. And the last time that the Giants won in Philadelphia, yeah, week 8, 2013. So I guess that's technically 10 years ago. The last time the Giants beat the Eagles in a playoff game, I was in 6th grade, the year 2000. Oof, 6th grade, that's a long time ago. And, and, and in the city of brotherly love, you know, the Giants tonight did not play the part of Rocky 
all too well. They got punched early, and they got punched often. And the Giants just could not get up off the mat from an idiotic go-for-it-on-fourth-down with five minutes and 38 seconds left in the first quarter. I mean, TKO and the turning point of the game, if you ask me. The situation was, as I just said, fourth and eight with 539 left in the first quarter. Dayball and the Giants chose to go for it on the Philadelphia 40. Like, I get it that that's been the Giants' mentality all season. Like, let us take it to you before you take it to us kind of thing, right? And and Saquon Barkley, after the game, he said, this is a quote, he said, "We've uh, we've been an aggressive team all year. I like the call. We have to find a way to get the first down. Okay, but... I didn't like it immediately. And I heard Jonathan Casillas say it a little bit earlier. I too. He he didn't and I didn't like it immediately. And the main reason being field position. Like, how could you trust your defense to hold that Eagles offense down when they literally just marched down the field and scored on you a touchdown, no less, with it with their first possession of the game? So like in that situation, either you punt the ball, like you ever play Madden, it's called coffin corner kick, right? Tr- try to nail them down within the five. Or, or even the 10. I mean, they still got the full rest of the field to go. Or you turn to Graham Godot, who's been on this season, regular season, eight of nine from 50 yards or more. And it, it according to my math, would have been a 57-yarder. So guess what? Gano has hit a 57-yarder so far this season. Because ultimately, the Giants end up turning the ball over anyway, right right there uh, on the field. So either way, though, it was a poor decision to go for it there, right there in the first quarter on the Giants' first possession of the game. And, and, and of course, as things go, Philly responded promptly with that Devontae Smith touchdown. 14 nothing Philadelphia. And then Dayball's explanation after the game was, this is a quote, he said, it was too far out to call for a field goal, and I liked the play that Kafka was going to call. We went for it. And then he continued on to say that their line of demarcation for the kicker was, quote, the 35 tonight. And I'm wondering why. I mean, there wasn't any wind. And then flashing on the screen shortly thereafter that touchdown, it made it 14-0, was this nifty little stat. 15 of the Eagles' 17 plays through that point started in Giants territory. I mean, come on. Talk about being behind the eight ball early. I mean, I also did some homework before the game, as you kind of come to expect from me, right? And I drew up three different keys to victory for the Giants. Okay, number one, successfully rush the football slash Saquon Barkley. I mean, Philly, I mean, th- that, that defense, that's their weakness if they, if they have one. In the regular season, they were tied for 16th in the NFL in yards per carry allowed to running backs. Six and a half yards per carry allowed to quarterbacks, which was second to last in the league. And I know the Giants finished the game with 118 rushing yards. I get it. But 
honestly, how much of that yardage was like junk yardage or like after the fact, kind of game was already over kind of yardage. I mean, look at that critical first half. The team rushing yards at halftime, 20. Barkley, 7 of the 20. I mean, the game was over at halftime, and maybe even after the first quarter. So that 118 total at the end, I think is really misleading. On the ground, Barkley finished the game with 61 yards, no touchdowns. And another weakness of that Philadelphia defense was a high quarterback rating they allowed to running backs as pass catchers at a 95.2 in the regular season. So tonight, Barkley, two receptions, 21 yards. That's it. So from a game planning standpoint, I don't know if the Giants effectively exploited the the quote-unquote weaknesses of this Eagles defense. And maybe it's not a game planning error. Maybe it's more of a non-execution error. Maybe it's a combination of both. But either way, it didn't work out for him. So, er, X on that one. My second key to the game for the Giants. Withstand the Eagles' defensive line. I mean, the Giants' offensive line was tied for 27th in the league for sacks allowed. The Eagles led the league in sacks. Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, Hassan Reddick. I mean, they have five guys that can legitimately get after the quarterback. So, it's really no surprise. Tonight, Daniel Jones was sacked for five times, a loss of 26 yards cumulatively, and he was uncomfortable and off his spot all night long. So, X on that one, too. Third key to victory for the Giants. Win the time of possession battle, slash control the clock. Well... You know, when the Giants played the Eagles the first time this season, week 14, and I said this when I was on uh, whatever weekend it was right before the game, that probably the night before, go back to the videotape. I said, you know, the the coach in me, look back. And I said, what did the commanders do against that Eagles team to hand them the L? And and at at that point, I said, if you're the Giants, you have to look back and see if you could replicate that game plan. Well, what stuck out was that the Commanders rushed the ball pretty well. They were pretty good on third down. And they won big, big, the time of possession. I mean, they had, they had the ball for 40 minutes and 24 seconds to the Eagles' 19.36. So what's the best way to keep an explosive offense in check? Keep them on the sideline. How do you do that? You run the ball. You consistently convert on third down. The Giants tonight on third down, 5 of 13. That's not going to get it done. And as far as the time of possession battle, the Eagles held on to the ball for 12 more minutes than the Giants overall. And at the half, Philly had the ball for 20 minutes, the Giants 9 minutes and 48 seconds. I mean, that's all you really needed to know. And have you seen the movie, The Silver Linings Playbook? You know, the catchphrase for that, Diehard Eagles fan, played by Bradley Cooper, is Excelsior. They say it a million times during the movie. It's a a Latin adjective that means higher or more elevated. You know what? The Giants did not take it to a more elevated level tonight. the, The overrated, fraudulent Vikings were one thing. The number one seeded Eagles were another. So here we are, 
you and I, in the immediate aftermath of the Giants, in Coach Dable's words, quote, getting beat soundly in the NFC Divisional Round. It is what it is. Giants got outplayed at every facet of the game. 877-337-6666 is the number to get aboard. Leading off tonight, we've got uh, Mike in Dumont, New Jersey. Hey, Mike, you're up on the fan. Danielle, fellow Dumont Husky, uh, thanks for having me. First time, long time. Uh, love what you're doing with the show. But uh, one thing that I definitely disagree with, and I know that you opened this up with, was the turning point with the fourth and eight and Gable going for it. I think that that's one thing that I think the Giants have really cemented themselves on was being aggressive all year and going for it. And I think that being the Monday morning quarterback and looking back right now, and it's like you look back and you're like, you know what? If they got that, would they have even won anyway? But I think them going for it right there was a, was a sign that Dable was pretty much telling you, we're not stopping the Philadelphia offense tonight at all. So we either so, get so let's just get, ha- so let's just hand it right back to them at, at midfield? But I think that they had to go for it there, though. If they, it proved itself, though. Philadelphia is going to drive on you whether 20 yards, whether 80 yards or 60 yards, right? I mean, they proved it all night. They were going up and down the field. Receivers were wide open, left and right. I don't think Philadelphia's offense had a problem anywhere on the field. I think the offense had to put up points to give themselves a chance, and that was the opportunity. At the end of the day, our offense failed tonight, right? The Giants' offense didn't come to play. At the end of the day, to beat this Eagles team, and this is a really, really deep Eagles team, you had to score 28 to 35 points to beat this Eagles team. And I think you being aggressive on that drive, I think you had to be to start off this game, and I think you had to be throughout the game on offense. And if you weren't, I think that the results you know, pretty much showed you that, that this Eagles offense wasn't going to be stopped by our giant defense. Yeah, but I completely disagree with you there. You didn't even get a chance to settle in the game, right? You didn't even get a chance. And then in the four, you look at the fourth quarter then, Dable called the punt team out, fourth and six, down 21, he punts the ball. I mean, come I on. I agree with that. Come on. I agree with that, but I, you, have to, you have to go for it early on because if you don't, and the game got away from us early on anyway. I mean, 7 nothing out of the gates. It, I, you know, most people didn't sit down and have their first beer, and it's 7 nothing Eagles, right? Right, but, and then you didn't even get to crack it open, and it was 14 nothing. I mean, you can't – that took the wind out of the sails of the Giants. The game was over right then and there. You cannot do that. You can't. You, you can't go down 14 nothing away against this explosive offense. You just can't do it. So alternative, though, is then you punting and them going 80 yards and going up 14 nothing because I don't. I think they're scoring that second touchdown regardless, right? No, I, I don't. Uh, no, it's not fair to say because then you gassed your defense two series right in a row, right out of the gate. No, I don't think that's fair to say. You can't. You can't assume that. But how many times did the Giants' defense stop the Eagles tonight? Yeah, I, I, well, is it a result of being on the field for too long? I don't know. You're right. I mean, I, I just I love the aggressiveness, and, and it's not to take anything away from this Giants season. As a Giants fan for forever, since I was a little kid and watching games with my dad, this Giant team overachieved, and I think that, you know, obviously we can play Monday morning quarterback. I'm extremely happy as a Giants fan. This team, this coaching staff, it's going in the right direction. This quarterback, I think that we have a quarterback now that we can lean on. Some things to build on for the future, but... If he's um, back. If he's back. You don't think he's back? 
listen, I, I think a lot of teams are going to be uh, in, in, uh, in the market for his services. I hope he's back. He seems like he wants to be back. The Giants seem like he want to be. He wants to, be, but but like at what cost? What's the price? What's the Giants' cap situation? I don't know. I it's not a surefire thing. It's not. I know it's not a surefire thing, but I think Daniel Jones earned his stripes in New York this year. Definitely. And I think, and I think you know, Joe Shane and Dable, I think with a finally, finally, the kid has a coaching staff yes. that he can lean into and prepare for the, prepare the right way for games. Right. I think that that's been also a big miss on the Giants organization in past years is preparing for the game. Daniel Jones looks prepared for games. Obviously, tonight he didn't. This Philadelphia team is a Super Bowl team. I think you can see it on both sides of the ball yep. in all facets of the game. Um, I, I, I mean, Philadelphia is a, is a tough out, but I do think as a Giant fan, I'm going to hang my hat on this team this year. They overachieved and super proud of the team, super proud of, of every single player that came out of this. And you know what? When we're looking at this offense, it's a skeleton offense, and what they did and where they are, can be nothing but proud for this New York Giants football team. Yeah, uh, and Mike, I'm with you on that one. I mean, you look at uh, Daniel Jones and what he was able to do to elevate the play of that team. I mean, really. And, of course, Mike just kind of hinted toward it. There's another more optimistic way you could look at this. I'm Daniel McCart. We'll talk about that next right here on The Fan. And it takes the knee of the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots. 17-14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. I think the future of the team's bright. I think, um, you know, it's got a lot of you know, young, you know, core guys who've made a lot of plays, stepped up, and um, been huge all year. So, um, yeah, I think there's a there's certainly a bright future here. Yeah, that the voice of Daniel Jones, courtesy of SNY. You know, in my preseason predictions, you might recall that I thought this Giants team had a chance to make the playoffs. People laughed at me. People blasted me on Twitter. I don't care. I'm Daniel McCartan, by the way. And the Giants, in year one of the rebuild, they were not supposed to make the playoffs. The Giants in year one of the rebuild were not expected to advance in those same playoffs. Nonetheless, in Philly, getting beat down and flat out embarrassed in a game that was over by the end of the first quarter, certainly by the end of the first half, was not the way you wanted to go out. And, and beat down physically, too. You know, in the closing 30 seconds or so, I mean, there should have been a flag uh, for a uh, defenseless hit. I mean, a hit on a defenseless Richie James, if you saw that. Bellinger, who was a big guy, was taken out of the game with an, uh, after another hit with 17 seconds left. I mean, the score was 38-7. I mean, stay classy, Philly, right? And honestly, I was surprised by how much the Giants lost by. I mean, I thought this game, maybe that was just the naivety, but I thought this game was going to be a lot closer it's just the, the New York Giants got beat down in every facet of the game. Offense, defense, special teams, and coaching. And and they just could not get it done today. And, and they are right now heading north on the turnpike in the team buses. Like right now. And, and I got a, got a message from Jesse on Twitter, at Coach MCCARTAN. He said, that guy is wrong. 
They should have not gone for it on fourth down so early in the game. That put them down 14-0. The game was essentially over. If you punt, you pin them deep, and maybe they get one to two first downs and then have to punt the ball. And if they march down and score, well, then you did the smart boot move, and they're just better. But you don't give them a short field. Yes, exactly correct. Exactly right. All right, in the order that you called, uh, Lou in Astoria, you're up next here on the fan. Hey, Daniel, how are you? Oh, man, a little under the weather. I don't know if you could hear it. I understand. No, you sound like it, but yeah. what jersey were you wearing today? You know what? Guess what? I have uh, a Michael Strahan jersey, but you know what? I left it in the car. I, I couldn't put it on tonight. I, I felt like I would be doing it a disservice. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, it's listen, I know your daddy, your daddy must be very upset, and I feel for him, but let me tell you something. Uh, this idea that Brian Dable yeah. is a genius by everybody being called, the reason why he is doing what he's doing is because Daniel Jones produced so much for him, and he put him... You remember when I, you was, you, I think you went with your daddy to the game against the Colts? Yeah. When uh-huh. the game was completely over... And he led, I mean, he, he ran a play to Jones run to the end zone and almost he could have got killed. Yeah. And it's like he doesn't have no consideration for this guy. But let me ask you a question. I'm going to put you on the spot two times real quick. If Daniel Jones played for the Jets this year, how many games do you think the Jets would have won? Uh, as like, like a win over replacement sort of thing? No, or win, just win. How many, you think they would have won 10 games? I think yes, so. Yes, I think so, yes. Uh, and, and let me ask you something. In the first uh, opener, when they played the Titans, the, the Giants, yeah. when they were defensively, offensively, I mean, they, I mean, they were they were really, I mean, the Titans dominated in both ways. When this guy, uh, Dable, went for that two-point conversion, okay? Yes. Uh-huh. And there was time left, and, 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 and the Titans had a chance to win it twice, Besides stopping him by that, you know, so he took a chance. Hey, he got away with it. And then the 40-yarder was missed by the Titans. We would have won that game, and that would have made the Giants not really even make the playoff this year. Now, I got another one for you. Can, can you, can you I, remember I, that game? Yeah, I do. I just don't know. I don't know if that works out that way. I mean, the Titans aren't even I mean, but you understand what I'm saying? I mean, when you're behind the entire game and, and the other team is dominating you defensively, okay, you went for it. But then you give the other team, the Titans, time to, to – you could have lose the game twice. By not making a two-point conversion and by the Titans making a four-yarder with the, the, you know, the kick and miss. I don't know if you remember that. But anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot right now. Out of the four teams, major teams in, 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 in like the baseball, football, uh, hockey, yeah. and basketball, what team do you think have a chance, including this year, to win a championship, I give you mine. If you just let me have you, let me have yours. Uh, no, you go for it. Go ahead. Uh, I I picked the match as, as as baseball, and you're not gonna like these. I I picked I picked the Philadelphia Phillies. Okay, I picked the in hockey. I picked the Jersey Devils, and in football, the Bills. Oh, so you, so you, can, you can't put the Phillies in. You said New York, didn't you? No, no, no. I'm talking about major sport. In the four major. Four major sports, uh, football, baseball, hockey, and baseball. And who's you know, got oh, – oh. 
I'm not understand. I thought you meant. I thought you were asking me who has the best chance of of the New York teams to to win a no, championship. No, the New York first. team. I know is the Mets, but I'm talking about in the, the four major sports that we have. Okay. Okay, football. Who do you have to win the next? Even this year. To oh, I think the Eagles. Well, the Eagles is a good choice. How about uh, hockey? Uh, I don't think the Devils can get it done. I don't know, man. But you know what? I mean, just uh, because I, maybe I saw you with a jersey all the time, and, and they won those many yeah, games but in I, a I row. Don't, yeah, I don't, I don't like my fandom to get in the way of, of, of my, my show here. I, I mean, I would think... Uh, I would... Uh, Take your pick. Don't worry. It's, it's okay. How about, okay how about I, I know you're going to hold me to it. I, I'm going to say I'm gonna see the Golden Knights. Vegas. Okay. How about basketball? Celtics. Wow, that's a good choice. And the other one, did I give you baseball? Baseball? Uh, I think the Mets. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay, you have a good night. That was pretty good, all right? All I'm right. going to hold you to it, right? Thanks. Okay, thanks, Lou. Take Appreciate care. that. I lo- I'm being evaluated. I love it. Uh, John in Philadelphia. Uh-oh. Here we go, John. You're up on the fan in New York. Oh, hello? Hello. Yes. First, I want to say good game. Yes. You know, sort fly of. equals fly. Sort of. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, I'm not going to lie. As a Philly fan, I wasn't uh, – I had some optimism. Uh, a little, you know, not really optimistic about, you know, us losing this game. But I was really worried about how Jalen would start, you know, all in the first game. Well, right. If, if the Giants see, – see, if the Giants came out to a fast start right in the beginning – that yeah. that was the recipe for success, yeah, and they did it. I was really, I was really surprised that you guys went for it. I know. I'm, not gonna lie. I'm like, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, it was like really doing? It was, but then you guys didn't go for it when you were like fourteen six. Yeah, yeah. And the game was pretty much over. And the I'm game like, was over. Let's just punt it then. For what? Yeah, yeah. I was just like, yeah. But I'm, I'm really excited. Um, you know, we're gonna probably, you know, we could win it all. I think and, so, John. I, I think the, the Eagles have a really good chance of winning it all. I mean, they've got five guys that can rush the court, sack the quarterback at any given moment. All oh, the weapons on offense. I I, I I think they're coached well. I mean, yeah. they've got Nick Sirianni did a great job. Yeah, and, and they've know, got two all time. pros on the offensive line. I mean, I mean, you yeah. build it from the the inside out. Right. That's how the That's Eagles did really, it. And, and I really felt bad for Daniel Jones. I really, really, really felt bad for Daniel Jones. I'm like, man, that offensive line was just. He was under duress the entire night. <laughs> yeah. Yep. On the other side, you know, I was really proud of, you know, really Hassan Reddick was the, I really feel like, was the one of the real standouts tonight. Yeah, they, they did call his number a lot tonight. Yes, they did. Yeah, Hassan Reddick. But what's next for you guys, you know? Well, it, it's lo- it's locking up uh, your franchise quarterback on a, on a on a long-term deal. It's probably franchise tagging Saquon Barkley and, and running it back one more year and getting some <laughs> wide receivers. Yeah, and I feel like you guys didn't run the ball as, you know, I looked at you guys last last week, you know, against Minnesota. Yeah. You know, Saquon was running crazy. He had, like, a really good game. And yep. then this, it's like he his number was barely called. Yeah. I, and, I, I, and like you said, crazy. a lot of the yards at the end, a lot of the yards at the end of the game were kind of like throwaway points, you exactly. know, throwaway yards. Exactly. Yeah. But – Hey, John, about, uh, I appreciate yeah. coming on here on the, in New York and not gloating and being that, uh, you know, that jerk-off uh, Eagles fans, as people See, would say. This is the thing. So, in Philadelphia, 
I don't say we're jerk off. I just feel like we're passionate fans. And yes, sometimes it can border on the neurotic, you know? Um, but a lot of people, I'm on Twitter a lot, and that's actually how I see you guys call in. Um, I saw your post on Twitter, and I was like, oh, let me call in. <laughs> uh, but I didn't call in the gloat. It was, you know, yeah. give a team credit. You know, I did not have any, I did not think that you guys would even make the playoffs. You know. Yeah, I don't, and you know what, John? I don't think a lot of Giants fans thought that that, that they'd be making the playoffs. This you know, season. but the far as you know, the state classy Philly thing, uh, there are a lot. Like I just, someone just literally wished on Twitter, wished death on our quarterback. Yeah, that's that's too. It's a game. I mean, it's a sport. You know, it's a game. Stop it. You know, he's a giant. You know, he was a Giants fan. I'm like, you know, yeah, stop like, it. At the end of the day, like these guys make millions of dollars to feed their families and. To play and that even with the other side, you know, I hear about, you know, one time, you know, our rivalry, our biggest rival is the cowgirls. I will not say their name, you know. Well, I don't, I don't appreciate being called the cowgirls. I mean, yeah, no, but I, um, but um, when Philly fans like, like there was an incident in Philly where a, a family was out. There were, you know, they just tailgated. They went to the game. They came home, and they, you know. They were attacked. You know, it's things like that that yeah. makes Ridiculous. the city look bad. Yeah. It makes the city look bad. Exactly. But I feel like it's it's everywhere. You know, I was reading about uh, a Raiders fan. This guy came to his first football game. He wore a Patriot jersey. I just don't feel like anybody uh, should I saw be attacked. That. I, yeah. saw that I just don't feel like anybody should be attacked on because of their choices of sports team. Right. You know, you like who you like. And at the end of the day, we're all in the NFC, you know. You know, you got it, John. And you know what? And that's a good. That's a good point. I mean, listen, it's it. Uh, ultimate. I mean, we're going to argue over this for the next couple hours. I get it, you know. And, and people feel very passionate about it, but but leave it at. It's a game. It's a sport. You don't want to be attacking anybody. All, all this stuff. I mean, it's ridiculous, really. And and I, I would love to hear if you were at the game, and if you're a Giant fan, I would love to hear from you to see, um, you know. A, how many Giants fans did you actually see? B, how many people were wearing blue? Um, and and I want to hear from you. And and I want to hear some uh, you know some some radio appropriate stories uh, of what went on in the stands at the link tonight. Maybe and uh, if you're Eli Manning driving home back to New Jersey, I definitely want to hear from you about your experiences at the link tonight. It's I'm Daniel McCartan, and the phone number to get aboard eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Welcome back to the fan in New York City. My name is Danielle McCartan. And uh, yeah, I want to hear from you if you're coming back from the link. Because even Eli Manning, who said he never... Go back to a football game in Philly when he retired. Went to Philly for this game. And were you there? I want to hear your radio-appropriate stories as well. We'll react to maybe some game-changing plays in this game. I think it was right at the outset. That that fourth down go-for-it call, I think, was ridiculous to hand the ball over to Philly basically at midfield. 14 nothing Giants before the Giants could even touch the ball twice. I mean, did you see the, the billboard that someone paid for? I don't know who it was. Uh, in, in the Eagles' colors. And it said, welcome welcome back to Philly, Eli. We, and two eagle emojis, salute you. Get it? Double bird, right? Of course, mimicking the double bird that he, he flipped on national TV. 
uh, you know, during the Manning cast one one time, and and he was saying, but this is uh, this is what nine year olds do to me or did to me. Nine year olds, double birds, and uh, and then he said, and they were saying things about my mom and Peyton. I, I can't tell you what they were saying about mom. And then uh, I know Eli was wondering if, if he uh, could break the double bird record tonight, and apparently it was close to happening when they showed him on the video board tonight. I I, I did see that. So stay classy, Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, Peyton was there, too, with his kid wearing an Eagles jersey. The kid was, not Peyton. Huh, kind of weird. Anyway, in the order that you called, 877-337-6666. Zev in Brooklyn, you're up next here on The Fan. Hey, Danielle, how you doing? Great, how are you, Zev? Pretty good. I mean, uh, I I could be better, honestly. You know, the problem with this game for me is that I had some expectations going into it from last week, how good they played. And it was just, like, really disappointing that they let down so much and it wasn't even close throughout the game. It was very disappointing to watch. But, I mean, mean, for me, the the play that turned the game over was, you know, after they got a first down, after they were down 14 nothing and got a first down, went into Philly territory. Yeah. And then they turned over the ball with that, uh, you know, Bradbury pick. That was yep. like, yep. We, were right, we were driving and, yep. yeah, that was tough. I mean, but I had a question for you. I mean, I definitely think that we should lock up Daniel Jones. Yeah. Do you think that there's a difference in, in uh, money between, and, and like a really big difference in uh, talent, between a running back, you know, like Saquon to uh, someone like Jamal Williams from Detroit or someone else, is it really, like, I don't think that Saquon is going to make that big of a difference and win that many games for us when it comes down to it. Well, the, the good thing about Saquon is you could, you could franchise tag him for one more year there, Zev, and then what you could do from there is you look at Daniel Jones. I mean, $25.5 million is, is his annual uh, AAV projected, his What's it called? Market value. His market value is at $25.5 million a year uh, for three years is, is what SpotTrack is saying. Love this website. So $25.5 million over three years. You know, it, who, did I, who was I talking to? I don't, I don't want to mischaracterize it, but, but I was talking to somebody that works for the Giants, played for the Giants. Either way, the, the person, he said, it was a he, he said, that if if the Giants, if this person, if this piece means a lot to the Giants, they will pay for it. They will do it. And it, you look at the season Daniel Jones had this year. I think, I don't think the Giants. Let's put it this way: I don't think the Giants are going to be the only team in the mix for his services. Right after the season he had this year, this little bounce back season, five interceptions in the regular season. That's it until tonight. The last interception he threw was on Thanksgiving. I mean, it's almost Valentine's Day for crying out loud. So. um I think there will be teams in the mix for him. Uh, this this whole notion of hometown discount, forget about it. You know what I mean? I mean, a, a career in the NFL from, from a player perspective, a career in the NFL is is, is finite. Uh, it could be over tomorrow. So hometown discount, whatever, man, you know. But uh, there's something to be said about the coaching staff, the belief in him from the beginning of this coaching staff, how, how him and Dayball say I love you before every game to each other, they hug each other before every game. I mean, there's a lot there. Right, and and, and I, I do think he will be a giant, but I don't think it's going to be on this crazy like hometown discount sort of deal, you know. I, it's their Giants are going to pay for him. I think so. Uh, Max in all the way out in L.A. Max in L.A. You're up on the fan. Hey, good evening. How are we doing tonight? Good. How are you? 
Um, well, it's a little earlier over here in L.A. I'm taking a very lonely walk around the block right now. I'm very depressed. Oh, all right. What can I do for you? Can, should I get my psychologist to sit on my couch? Go ahead, Max. Uh, let me tell you. Listen, I don't think it makes sense to even dissect this game. We just got whooped in every possible way tonight. Uh, I really wanted to speak to you more about the season as a whole. Um, you know, I watch every game with my friend Julie. We don't watch in public. We sit down on our couches together. We need room to pace around the room. And I remember the Titans game, we were like, man, we just want to see a season that's competitive. Yeah. Because there's been such uninspiring football from this franchise for the last half a decade. The goal was we just want to see some competitive games. Yep. And while it's, this was the worst way to lose. I mean, this (laughs) was a horrible way to end the season. I'm happy that for 20 weeks, we got to see important New York Giants football. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to say. I'm proud that we got to see 20 important football games from this football team. It feels really good again. And I hope we can continue it next year. That's all I wanted to say, and I wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, Max, and thanks for that. I think the future is bright for this Giants team. I really do. I mean, you, you could lock your quarterback in for a long-term deal. You franchise tag your running back. You, you shore up that offensive line. You you go out and you get a like, – look at what the Jets did with Garrett Wilson. They brought in Garrett Wilson. He's an immediate game-changer as a pass catcher. So the Giants have projected to have, what, the 20 uh, – take a thought. Let's see. 2023 draft order. I think they're 20th, 21st. Giants are the oh, 26th pick. Okay, so at the 26th, what do you do? A, a really good wide receiver will be there, or you kind of package a deal. You, you you trade up to get a to get an offensive lineman possibly. But um, if they're going to stay put, you go ahead and get yourself a nice game changing wide receiver. Because Darius Slayton, he's a he's a nice player, but he's not a wide receiver one. Hodgins, he's a nice player. He's not a wide receiver. What do they have him as two, I think, this year? I mean, come on. So I think the future is bright for this Giants team. Uh, you know, unfortunately, they 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 reside in a division that that has the Philadelphia Eagles, who are clicking on all, all cylinders. Can the Giants get there? We'll see. They started six and one. They've got the right head coach. They've got the right general manager. And you know what? Gone are the days where the Giants are 365 days ago. The Giants are – Jake Fromm is taking two kneel downs in the end zone in order to, as it was explained after the game, make more room for a punter. Okay? That was last season. That's how – week 18 of last season, I was there for it. And now – we talked about relevant Giants football up to January 20, sort of 22nd. I mean, come on. Right? Exceeding all expectations, this Giants team was. Steven in Manhattan is on his way back from the game. How'd it go? Yeah, it was pretty frustrating, to yeah. say the least. Uh, you know, uh, the Philly fans are awful. I mean, from beers being thrown at me in the parking lot, my buddies, to getting to the stadium, f this, f you, f that, your mom, this, that. It was for, it was it was it was. I've never heard anything like it. Really, walking out of the stadium, more beers being thrown our way. Uh, I actually had, I caught one of them with my bare hand, and it, I cut my hand open from uh, one of them. What? Yeah, but uh, I was getting pretty annoyed. Uh, obviously, the game didn't go 
the way we expected, and it, it was a tough loss. And, uh, you know, I was sitting at a 200 level, and one of the main things I, I really noticed about the game, the wide receivers were getting no separation. Yeah. I mean, it looked like they were glued to these defenders. Uh, so, some of those sacks were definitely cover sacks. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, the five sacks. didn't have much time to throw, but uh-huh. it was a frustrating game, but it was a good season overall. Yeah. And as someone who's a giant season ticket holder, I could say I'm fairly happy with the way the season went. And I'm looking forward to next year. You know, they have some cap room. See what they do with that. Yeah. Maybe get a wide receiver or two, and uh, build from there. But I, I have to say, I'm pretty happy. Uh, the only thing I can say I'm upset upset with is uh, the Philly fans. I mean, that was it's pretty disgusting the way they act. Probably 17 and 18 year old kids too, reckless. I was like, where are your parents? Wow. <laughs> Not a great, Steven, yeah, yeah. were you wearing any like what? What were you giant stuff? Were you wearing blue? Yeah, I have. I, yeah, I'm. I'm wearing giant stuff. Of course, I'm going to represent my team. Yeah. I was, uh, but you know, they just didn't know how to act. You know, a lot of the Giants fans were sticking together. Um, it was. It was definitely an experience, and I hope uh, next time I'm there, hopefully it's a playoff game, and I could see them win because that's what I really want to see. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to walk out of that building happy. And see them all sad. Did you, they don't for, know that. did you stay for the whole game? Yeah, I stayed for the whole game. I didn't leave the seat. Good. That's a real fan, but, uh, Steven, You're a real fan. Oh yeah, I've been. I've, I haven't missed the home game in fourteen years. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Uh, Giants football is fun again. Next season will be much better than this season. I, 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 I feel it. At least it'll be exciting, like it was. Yeah. It was it was a great season. Definitely the, the electricity in the stadium was definitely there this year. Yeah, it, it was it was a, it was a great season to say. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for checking in on the way back from the game. Appreciate it. Yeah. No problem. Have a good. Wow. Beers thrown at him in the parking lot before the game even started. F you. F it. Come on. Come on. Scott in Wayne, New Jersey. Scott's on his way back as well. You were at the game, my understanding is? Yes, I was. How was it? Did you get the same treatment? Uh, for the most part, uh, you know, it, it was very, there were, there were two words. It was either F you or you got some set for being here wearing what you're wearing. Wow. There, there, was, there was no happy middle. Wow. But my, my biggest, you know, problem that I have is my son's an Eagles fan, so... I got to walk through the the parking lot wearing my giant stuff and his eagle stuff, and that didn't and, even help uh, you. It, it didn't help any. Wow! You know, him him yelling out birds thirty times while we're walking through the parking lot doesn't help too much, you know. Oh my God! That sounds like a disaster. Yeah, well, it it, it, it has a recipe for disaster. But I'll tell you that the people, the the actual people that I sat with in my section, yeah. were great. I sat in section 106 down in the lower level. Mm-hmm. Everybody around me, you know, I stayed right to the end of the game. Everybody around me as we were leaving, everybody was high-fiving, shaking hands. And it was a great group of people that I was with. And it's unfortunate that the ones that were drunk and stupid, you know, the ones that their mothers threw out of the house, were all throwing F-bombs every time you walked down an alleyway or some of you walked through an aisle. Wow. Did, did you feel safe overall or... I know yeah, in your section, I, yeah, I, I, but... I didn't have that. Believe me, my friends all posted on Facebook, you know, 
hope you have a knife. Watch out for knives. Somebody's going to stab you. What? You're crazy. And I was like, I don't really think it's going to be that bad. You know, I live a mile from, you know, a couple of miles from New York City, and it can't be that bad. <laughs> well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you but, made it out alive, the, although the, the Giants did it. I finally found something that has worse parking than the Meadowlands. The Link? The Link. No. What is the, the, I, I don't believe you that there's something worse than the Meadowlands. The parking at the <laughs> Link was crazy. They pile you into dead-end corners. You have no place to go. Oh my! We were leaving a we were leaving a Phillies game once, and we parked. They pushed us onto some side street next to some warehouse. Yeah, it, it, was, it was crazy. I ended up in Lot N, but I got all the way to the back of Lot N, and there was like three hundred empty spots for motorhomes and buses, and just stuck there. Oh, <laughs> are you almost home? Are you almost there? Are you almost? I'm already late? home. I'm already oh, home. Oh, you are home. All right, it wasn't that yep. bad then. Nah, it was 92 minutes to the door. Yeah, all right, all right. That's not bad. All the way up to 87, right to Wade. Yep. Yeah. All right, Scott, thanks for checking. All right, out. Danielle, have a good night. Safe. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Sorry about that. Uh, you know what? Uh, quick story about MetLife Stadium. My friend and I went to the Bills-Jets game. You know, the one that Jets won. You know, it was like the Super Bowl for the Jets. We were there, and uh, we had nice seats. And we had food that stayed open for an hour after the game. So I'm telling you that because here's the frame of reference. We are already an hour after the game ended. Okay. We're, we're kind of making our way. And we, we Ubered. We, we, ride, we took a ride share there. And we're going to meet the ride share to come to go back, to go home. And we're waiting there, waiting there, waiting there in the fenced in area. Oh, they say, oh, you guys can come in here now. The, the crowd has died down. Okay, we're waiting still. Our guy's stuck in traffic coming around. And all of a sudden, I, I see. I say to my friend, oh, that, that's our guy. Look, that, there's the car. The guy missed the left-hand turn into the lot, and then he canceled on us. And he, It's because there's no way else to get in. So we wasted all of that time. We ended up paying some guy in a Tesla 80 bucks to take us out. He's like, you guys need a ride now? We were like, actually, yeah, we had to stop and get cash. It was just a disaster. So if the link is worse than the Meadowlands, that alone would keep me away. That remind me, the hostility, just the, the, the idiocy by the Eagles fans, me away. That remind me, the hostility, just the, the, the idiocy by the Eagles fans. Kevin Dexter's got an update for you next here on The Fed. WFAN, WFAN-FM, WFAN-FM HD1, New York, always live on the free Odyssey app. WFAN Sports Flash. And it's brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Well, it was an unexpected run to be one of the final eight teams standing, but it all came crashing down for the Giants in Philly. A rout at the hands of the Eagles in the divisional round. Philly scored on four of their first five possessions to build a 28-0 halftime lead, and they cruise, blowing out the Giants 38-7. Brian Dable says it was an all-around struggle. Really got beaten all facets, so it wasn't one thing in particular. Uh, it was, you know, a team game, and just didn't get it done, so 
Congratulations to Philly. They get to move on, and unfortunately, we don't. Jalen Hurts threw two touchdown passes, ran for another in the first half, and the Eagles' running game put things away in the second. They picked up 268 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. The only Giants score came on a Matt Breida third-quarter rushing TD. Daniel Jones, 135 yards and an interception. As the Giants' season comes to an end, the Eagles will host the winner of Sunday's Cowboys 49ers game in the NFC Championship game. Well, the Chiefs will play in the AFC Championship game for a fifth straight year. They held off the Jaguars in Kansas City 27-20. Patrick Mahomes missed part of the first half with an ankle injury, but he returned after halftime. He threw two touchdowns in the win. Kansas City gets the winner of Sunday's matchup between the Bills and the Bengals. And on the ice, the Islanders were beaten by the Hurricanes 5-2. That's what's happening. I'm Kevin Dexter. Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. fan in New York City. My name is Danielle McCartan. You can tweet me. If, if you can't call, you can tweet me at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N. I do integrate the, the good tweets into the show. Uh, I've gotten plenty uh, uh, tweets, three or four of them so far. You sound like you're sick. Yes, this is a combination of, as you know, I teach during the week. So this is a combination of people sending their kids to school sick, not keeping them home when they're not sick, and me not getting enough sleep during the week. This is that, that's this is the culmination of that, um, because I, I I really go nowhere. I go to school. I went to trivia night at the at at the bar the one night, and I sat with my little team. That's it. It wasn't even crowded. I ran to Plaxico Burris there, by the way, which was kind of cool. Um, went to the batting cages that same night with my same six players of my my Phillies softball team. I didn't pick the name. Okay, don't kill me. And um. That's it. I went to work and I, I had I actually was was out sick Friday from school. I don't, uh, you know, but it's not COVID. It's just it's just regular sick. So yes, th- that is why I, I sound I sound a little bit a uh, little bit under the weather because I am. Uh, so we're, we're we're Jordaning it tonight, if you will. So um, you know, I, I I wanted to to also gauge the confidence level of, of the Giants fans and the Eagles fans for this NFL NFC. Divisional round game. So I, I asked on Twitter at Coach M C C A R T A N. Uh, I, I posted the poll around six fifteen, open for two hours, and I said, "Okay, it's almost game time. What happens tonight? A Eagles win, B Giants win." So the pregame results showed that only thirty seven point two percent of people picked Eagles, which left sixty two point eight percent of people, according to Twitter's calculations. Yeah, I don't know if that adds up. I, I didn't do the math, but. Let's just say it was an overwhelming majority of people picked the Giants. And, and you know, it's anonymous. So there's no reason for people to vote all, along party lines here, right? It's anonymous. And, and I actually I, I consider myself, I thought the Giants had a really good chance to win. I did. And, and the final score obviously was 38-7. The Giants got blasted out of the link. But obviously it looks at 63% of us and, and myself in that category were just um, – Overly optimistic. Uh, I, I don't know if I, I... I don't think I took the Eagles, you know, lightly. I really... I never thought that. I, I, my questions on the Eagles were, okay, how hurt is Jalen Hurts? You know, and, and 
if the Giants can see, I don't know. See, I, I don't know if they showed it on TV. Did the Giants win the toss and defer? Because I know they kicked off to, to start the game, but I don't know if they won and deferred. But I, I would have loved to have seen uh, the Giants just take the ball and, and and run it down their throats from the beginning. Because once this turned into a, a game where Daniel Jones had to continuously drop back and drop back and drop back, and, and the defense knew that 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 the that the Giants needed to be this one dimensional offense in order to you know regain the points come try to mount the comeback I mean being down 14 nothing before you could even touch the ball second possession I mean that's a lot being down 28 nothing at the half yeah that's a lot Saquon Barkley finished the game with nine carries only nine carries Meanwhile, Jalen Hurts carried the ball nine times. You had Sanders with 17, Gainwell with 12. I mean, that was the key to this game for the Giants, established a run, and, and they couldn't do it because on the first possession of the game for the Eagles, they they went down the field, scored seven, and, and, and that ridiculously boneheaded call, Brian Dable, basically midfield, fourth and eight. It wasn't like it was like fourth and Three, even. It was fourth and long. Fourth and eight. Fourth and distance. And they go for it. I'm not being revisionist. I didn't like the call when it happened, even if they did get it. Either you, you cough and corner punt it, or you take and try for three points on the board. I didn't like it when it happened. It's, it's demoralizing. Demoralizing. For a team to have to climb back from being down... Uh, 14 nothing. I'm trying to get the exact uh time at which it happened. Being down 14 nothing. Let's do scoring summary. Yeah, here it is. Dallas Goddard, 16-yard pass from Jalen Hurts at the 10-minute mark. 10 minutes into the game. So that's uh with 5 minutes left in the first quarter, you're down 6 minutes left in the first quarter, you're down 14 nothing. That's like insurmountable. On the road. Insurmountable. Josh in the Bronx, you're up next here on a fan. Danielle, it's growing pains. They're learning. In the beginning, it's just like David Gettleman said. The puppies, you got to train them. It's their first time back in a while. You know they'll get better. You know the GM. He's going to build them back up. They will have better personnel going into this next season and everything. You know, you need the experience. They're learning. They're growing. When you come when you come out of your mother's womb like a child, you you can't you can't win right off the bat. You got to grow and you got to learn. I get so it, but you know what? It's, it's just nothing. And I get the optimism. It's just yeah. nothing. They're not guaranteed to be back. I mean, neither is their quarterback. Neither is their running back. I mean, th- I mean, if they got yeah. they were within two wins of making it to the Super Bowl. You know, that's the most frustrating part. I know. I, I called earlier when they were having giant programs on Thursday night, Keith McPherson and Kim Jones. That, that's what I told Kim. And she said, not Super Bowl, playoffs. Yeah. So, you know, I know it's a hard pill for New York Giant fans to swallow, but what can you do? And the worst thing is it was Philadelphia. You know, you know how it goes with Philadelphia fans. You know, they're the worst, but yet, you know, the experienced team. What can you do? Right. 
Well, right. So, thank you for taking my call. Yeah, thanks for making it there, Josh. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a good point, right? Experience is is a lot, right? It is a lot. And, I mean, this is – how many players – I heard it on NFL Network. I forget the exact number of, of Eagles players that are still on the team from the, the 2017 uh, Super Bowl. There, there's a few of them. And then you look at the Giants, and, and at, especially at the most prime position, most of the roster has never played in the playoffs prior to, to the Minnesota game last week, especially those at the prime positions. You know, so I get it, but you know, it's just no guarantee that, that, that you'll be back. That's how the NFL is. You look at the Giants division, at, at, you know, till what, week 17, 16, 17? All four teams in, in their division were expected to make the playoffs. It went from NFC least to one of the best divisions or maybe most competitive divisions in, in football so quickly. You know, so it's not a guarantee, especially because there, there could be a lot of turnover, especially at some prime positions for the Giants. Do I think Daniel Jones will be back? Yeah, I do. Do I think Saquon Barkley is going to be back? Yeah, I think they're going to use a franchise tag on him. So, yeah, I do think he'll be back. So now... It's it's okay. What do you, if you're the Giants, you got to look introspectively. If you're if you're Joe Shane, you got to look and say, okay, where do I need to to beef up this team? You know, depth at the defensive line. You know, when Dexter Lawrence came out, you saw what the Eagles did. They ran it up the gut a few times in a row, effectively. I mean, Dexter Lawrence, he was sucking wind. Defense barely got off the field. Defensive line. Offensive line, linebacking, and wide receiver. Those are the four main areas of concern. And, and it, that's a lot. I mean, it's a lot. Robbie and Lennox is up here on a fan in New York. Hey, Daniel. Thanks for taking my call. I hey, appreciate it so it. much. Look, well, you know, a couple of things. First of all, I just want to congratulate Joe Shane and Brian Dable and the organization for turning things around. Look, yeah. they did an incredible job. This was. This was a team that was outclassed on the field. Was I was it embarrassing at times to me tonight? Yes, it was. I felt that the Giants, their compete level in the first half was awful. Yep. And and you know, and this the Giants gave up 762 yards in three games against Philly. They had no answer for for, for their run. I mean, they made the offense, the defensive line of the Giants look like paper mache. I mean, I mean, you know, you know, Leonard Leonard is is, is a pretty big guy, and he was being bowled over. You know, on the front, Dexter, too. I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, I knew that if the offensive line of the Eagles was going to be healthy, that they were going to bowl over the Giants off the defensive line, and they did. So I agree with you. Next year, they've got to go out and get linebacker. What I didn't understand was Wink Martindale's decision. When, when you watch the defense line up, the linebackers are so spread, and they're so far past the defensive line that as soon as the Eagles hit past the defensive line, and they were running for – 12 yards. There was a play where there was third down and 12 in the fourth quarter, and they ran 13 yards up the middle. I could not believe how bad the Giants were against the run, but this continues all the time against the Eagles. But a couple of things. I didn't like the decision down 28-7 to in the, in, the, in the fourth quarter to punt the ball back on fourth and six. I mean, they, and then they went for a seven-minute meat grinder down the field for a field goal, so that I didn't like. And I agree with you with Brian Gable with the first why why are you going for a fourth and eight in the first quarter? Yeah. So let's face it, it was men against boys. They, they definitely need personnel. They need somebody to stretch the field. We all know that. But when you look at a 20-player roster turnover and you look at the way the Giants improved, and, and, I, and obviously Daniel's going to be back and Saquon's going to be back. And I agree with you too, Daniel, on this point. 
Saquon Barkley's got to get the ball more than nine times. Yes. If you're going to feature the back, I said he was the biggest key to this game, and they gave him the ball nine times. So, so like Mike Hopkins got to look back and say, you know, what could we have done better? How could we have done better? So, but overall, Daniel, I mean, if you're a Giants fan, you know, I know it's difficult. The game was very frustrating to watch, but it, it, the fact that this team, how they improved, and how they how they basically came together the way they did, I I, I can't think would be more happier as a Giants fan after the last 10 years. So, so hats off. I mean, let's face it, you know, the Eagles are really good. I mean, they're, they're, their lines are tremendous. Both lines on both sides. They have Smith and they have Brown. And the Giants just got to get more talented. But the foundation's there, and that's the most important thing. So, anyway, thanks, Danielle. It's, you know, off to the range. Off for the Rangers now. So, we got to hope the Rangers yeah. get a little farther. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this is the time of year where everybody starts now to pivot to the NFL draft and the hockey teams in the area and the basketball teams in the area and really focus in on that. Uh, I think uh, I'm, I'm on next Saturday night around 830, I think I was told, right after Knicks and Nets. I mean, all right, let's let's just dive right into the basketball now. Jets are over. Giants are over. Baseball hasn't started yet. So, you know what? It's it's we're, you know what? The Giants took us on this ride through almost, almost, uh, almost, uh, what I'm trying to say, Valentine's Day, almost, right? Think about holidays, put it in terms of holidays. And when was the last time that happened? You have to be happy with what the Giants have built. Uh, They're ahead of schedule for sure. And you know what? Like you said, like Robbie said, hats off. Hats off to, to what foundation has been laid this season. It, it was embarrassing, yes. You know, it, it might be the biggest margin of victory of the weekend, of the divisional series. Yeah, that's embarrassing. But uh, it, you know what? If you look at the, if you step back and take a look at the big picture, the Giants are in good hands. The Giants are being run the right way. Let's go to Carol in uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. You're up on the fan in New York. Good morning, Danielle. Good morning. Well, first thought is I'll take an embarrassing game over an embarrassing season yeah, any day, and we've had to, we've strung five of them together. <laughs> I so. like that. Good for you. I like so, that. So uh, I'm 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 an old lady compared to you. I'm I'm turning sixty one in two months. I've been a Giants fan since I was ten, so which means I've just clocked my fifth decade of being a Giants fan, uh-huh. and this is the third time I remember I just just closed out my third long stretch. Of, of the Giants really having, um, a, like I said, a real long stretch of, of, of bad times. So, yeah. uh, so, so hopefully, uh, you know, the sun has set on that and brighter days are ahead. To answer your question from earlier, yeah, uh, Daniel Jones called um, tails on the coin toss. And uh, and and they did defer. <sighs> you know, I'm, I'm I am with you. I don't like that. I would have I would have loved because you know, what, what's the definition of insanity? Yeah, doing right, the doing same the same thing, thing and expecting different yeah. results. Yeah. So last week they deferred. Yeah. And 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 we saw what happened after seeing that. Wouldn't we have loved this week, you and I, if nobody else, to have seen the Giants take that take that coin yep. and go ahead and say, okay, now this week we're going to try something different. Yep. We're not going to defer. We're going to take the ball. We're going to ram it down your throats and yep. score a touchdown on the opening drive and let you guys start the game from behind. Yep. That I would have loved to have seen. That yes. would have, to me, made the offensive statement. Yep. Rather than that, than that garbage call of, let's go for it on fourth and eight. Yeah. I'll give Coach Dayball, you know, coaches make mistakes too. 
you know, and, and it was, was a, it was an aggressive mistake. It was a, it was aggressive mistake. I always say that to my players. If you make an aggressive mistake, I'm okay with it. It was, but it it, it, it it's a growing pain sort of thing. But, but I, even yeah, but even smart aggressive mistakes, you go for right. it on fourth and short in right. certain situations. You know, fourth and eight midfield, you don't no no yeah. you don't do that. Only so, in a game of Madden you do that. Right. So 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 that got away from them. That got away from tonight. As far as Daniel Jones, I got bad news for 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 Mara. It's the last four years are going to cost you. I don't know what what it is that tells him that Daniel Jones is worth twenty five to twenty five point five a year. There's going to be several teams that are going to be interested in this kid now. He's young. Yep. He's got all the pieces. Not only it's not just the legs and the arm. He's got the temperament. He's got intelligence. Yes. He's got a lot of things. He's a leader of men. You put all that together. Twenty five is low ball for this kid a year. I think the Giants could end up paying. He had 27.5, and I know some people are even going to say 30 million years overpaying. It's not overpaying for what we've been through the last four or five years yep. and, it, and what he's been put through. And, and, and remember, he, there's, there's a third party here, it's, or excuse me, a fourth party. It's not just Mara and Dayball and Jones. Mr. Jones has an agent, and he needs to get paid as well. Yep. So, so you know, now that you know when they when the Giants didn't sign him on the cheap when they could have gotten him, and I understand they gambled, but they lost that gamble, and now they're going to have to pay. So they're going to put the the the, um, the franchise tag on Saquon. They're going to pay Daniel Jones, and they're going to pay it gladly because yep. they don't want to start over. They can't afford to start over. Yep, exactly right. Pay. It's kind of like the Jets. Yep. I mean, they don't have a quarterback. I mean, they have they have four quarterbacks. They have none. And the- right. So, 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 so you're going to go ahead and pay him franchise Saquon, but let me tell you something. I think we've seen enough of the character of both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, and I know I'm going to sound like a quote-unquote woman here, but I think I've seen enough. These guys want to win. I don't think they're, they're, they're not the kind of guys that are going to ream the Giants financially just for a big payday. They're, they're going to be sort of Eli-esque and say, okay, you know, I'm going to have to get more money than I can spend. I know I got to leave some money in the Giants' pocket so that we can get that wide receiver, we yeah, can get hope. that linebacker, and get those pieces of the puzzle yep. so that we can make that run. So they're not going to cut off their nose to spite their face, you know, at, at, at the bargaining table. Yeah, that's just my opinion. Yeah, you would hope. You would hope that. I, I, I think that's going to be true. Yeah, Carol, thanks for the call there. Yep, thank you, Danielle. Take care. So Carol confirmed that the Giants did win the toss and chose to defer. I don't like that move. Like she said, and like I had said earlier, because I, I wasn't sure how that went down. So like I said earlier, like she just said, the Giants need to, to... So the whole game plan for me for the Giants was establish the run, run the ball, control the clock. Because that's exactly what the Commanders did when they beat the Eagles early on in the season, the Week 10 or whatever it was. They, they held the ball for 40 minutes, the Commanders. That's How do you keep an explosive offense off the field uh, You know, from, from putting points on the board? You keep them off the field. Running the ball, controlling the clock, that's the way to do it. So to, I get it. You want the ball at halftime. The game was over by halftime. The Giants needed to make a statement from the outset. Run the ball, Saquon Barkley, because then all of a sudden you're down 7 nothing. All right. Then you go for it on fourth down. You're down 14 nothing shortly thereafter. And I mean, you, you're forced to throw the ball. The defense knows that. They, they, they play the pass. They react to the run. It's exactly what happened. The, the, from that point on, from the second quarter on, that's what happened. That's what happened, and that was it. Was unfortunate. And you know, uh, you know, if you're at the game, I would still, I would love to hear from you. I don't know if you're making your way back now. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, 
Uh, but to me, that that right then and there was the microcosm for the rest of that game. Going for it on fourth and distance. Fourth and eight. Set the tone. And, and not in a good way. And, you know, I thought that the Giants had an extra little inside advantage going into this game. There's There was an existing relationship between Brian Dayball and Jalen Hurts. Turns out, didn't matter. So let me, Daniel McCart, explain that. Coming right up next here on The Fed. We need your second opinion. Call The Fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Fan in New York City. My name is Danielle McCartan. We're going to have a live call in from uh, from Paul Dettino at, at 2.40. So hang in for that. I mean, he was on the team bus. They should be arriving back at the Meadowlands right about now. So he'll be calling in at 2.40. Or we'll call him at 2.40. Uh, so I got two tweets on the break, which are pretty interesting. Uh, the Giants are building, but so are the Eagles. This is from Will Jones. Um, he said that the Eagles ain't going nowhere. They have the Saints' first-round pick this year in addition to their own first-round pick this year. Yeah, that's right. And New Orleans' number 10 overall is locked in for Philly. So I said, good point. We'll bring up on air. Yeah, so Philly's going to reload too. And they have the 10th overall pick from New Orleans to do that with, as well as their own. And this is uh, this one's from Reggie. He said, here's my thing. I'm not a Giants fan, but as an Eagles fan, we do not fear Daniel Jones. As Eagles fans, the question is, is Daniel Jones good enough to go deep in the playoffs with, and does Daniel and does Brian Dable want his own quarterback? He didn't draft Daniel Jones. And I said, yes, that Dable Jones is a good point. Um, I think Daniel Jones has showed you. He has elevated the play of this team. Took him to the, to the divisional round with a group of scrap heap wide receivers. I'm sorry. Practice squad type guys. Yeah, there's no stud catching passes for him. And uh, I said, I, I do think that maybe it could be self-preservation mode for, for Brian Dayball, but I think the bond between them is strong. I said, DJ, Daniel Jones, improved tremendously under Dayball. Allen's struggling a little bit without him. So I think uh, I think when Brian Dayball took the job, the understanding was, if Daniel Jones improves, he's going to be your quarterback moving forward. And that's, that's my interpretation of the situation. But who knows? I, I don't know. I'm not in those rooms. I'm not in those negotiating rooms. But speaking of Dable, you know, there's a pretty intimate, like, working relationship between a player and a coach, and especially a position coach. And I thought the Giants might have had a little inside advantage, ace in the hole against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, because Dable was Hurts' quarterback coach and offensive coordinator in the one year that he coached at Alabama. So I thought maybe Dable might have been able to get inside the head of Jalen Hurts during maybe the pregame planning, the install phases. And and I know Kurt Warner said on NFL Network on Saturday morning that Hertz wasn't seeing the field well in Week 18 against the Giants' backups. So, I don't know, maybe I was just being overly optimistic. A lot has changed since those days at Alabama, obviously. But, uh, you know, maybe Brian Dable did get into his mind. and Maybe he didn't. I don't know, but it didn't matter. The Giants could not overcome an Eagles offensive line that includes now for this season, 2022, 23, two NFC all pros. The Giants couldn't do it. Uh, let's go to Pete in Babylon. 
Pete, you were at the game? Hey, Danielle, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. I would have started off by saying, listen, uh, there was nothing embarrassing about this game tonight. I'm on my way home from the game tonight. I'll explain a little bit of that to you in the conversation that we'll have. But we were 4-13 last year, Danielle. Yeah. And we were crying and screaming and kicking our feet. 4-13. And we're playing in Philly in the divisional round. Yeah. Nothing embarrassing about that. We made a bad call. Let me tell you, you know, a lot of people are talking about the bad call being you know, the fourth and eight. Yeah. Let me tell you why they went, why that happened, first of all. First of all, we did win the toss. The girl, the woman before was right. Yeah. And to get to that real quick, I understand what you're saying to put the office on the field. Danielle, never. Getting the ball in the second half is always, always more important than taking the ball. Look what happened last week in Minnesota. Look what happened this we week. The and the game was over we at the end of the, the first play. quarter. We, this what we won the toss. We deferred. Minnesota came down the field and scored. We answered, and we blew their doors off. Yeah, but, but Minnesota was a fraud. You when you win the toss. Minnesota you was a fraudulent team. Yeah, and guess what? It maybe would have helped, but, but it maybe would have helped the Giants because the game was over by the end of the first quarter tonight. Sorry. It wasn't, but, but that didn't happen because we deferred. Yeah, but, 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 but Pete, the, the way, Pete, to, 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 to throw your weight around, okay, you, wouldn't you rather do it from the outset of the game to shut that crowd up from possession number one instead of going for it on fourth down on a questionable call, fourth and long at midfield? Don't you want to dictate? No. You don't? You don't want to set no, the tone from tell, the beginning? You, you want to go down seven points and then try to set a tone at midfield? No, Come on. You don't, Come on. You don't defer. Daniel, listen, though. You don't defer. Expecting to go down seven nothing. You don't you defer, defer going expecting to go down fourteen nothing. Listen to me though. You get you deferred because it's more important always to get the ball in the second. Except for half. when you're down reason, uh, you're down twenty eight nothing at the half, then it doesn't the matter what you did. Go down, the plan's not to go down that The plan far. the plan is to take the ball, first. control me, the clock, and go down to the other end of the field and score a touchdown. That's the plan for the Giants. That was my plan I agree for this with team. You. And a lot of and a lot of things that you talk about on the air. Listen to me. You you don't you know listen. You want to you want to look at what teams do when they win the toss. Nobody defer. Nobody doesn't defer. You don't Pete, take the ball. Pete, ever. the game plan tonight. Look at what the Washington Commanders did. Forty minutes they they held that ball for. I you hear, don't think the I Giants could have done that if they took the ball to yeah. start the game? Yes, but a lot of people are overlooking what, what, what a thing with the fourth and eighth call. First of all, yeah, third and three. That's where the mistake was made. Not on fourth and eight. Dable put two plays in. Third and three play and a fourth and three play. He got sacked. So he said, screw it. Go for it on fourth down as well. And then well, he got he didn't sacked on again. On fourth and eight. He got sacked twice. I understand it's two mistakes. But again, let me, let me, let me go back to the fact of the, of the stadium. Because I, I wanted to talk to you. I'm on my way home. I call them the Philadelphia Eagles for a reason. They're a bunch of animals. The stadium is terrible. The, the, the fan, there's a, there's a 5% of them, 5% of the fans that are good fans. We sat in a decent section. We had good fans around us. The, the majority of the fans are nothing but animals. Their language, their demeanor, their tone, they're nothing but a bunch of pigs and animals. And when you said earlier, you know, use the word, I don't know if we were allowed to use that word on the air, jerk off, but that's a pretty good word to use for them. I, I hope so, because I don't want to get in trouble. You made a comment. <laughs> You made a comment about, you know, have some class school. Though. It's impossible, Danielle, to have <laughs> class when you don't have any. They, you can't be classy if yeah. you don't have any class. <laughs> They're a bunch of despicable pigs from the word go. Oh, boy. From the word go. I had my two kids there with me tonight. And they're of age. They're 21 and 23. Yeah. They've heard curse words before. Yeah. Adults. Adults. 
kids and adults see both together, not just kids, double birds, F this, F that, your mother. I mean, when I tell you every word in the book, so regardless of the game, disappointing a little bit, not embarrassing after a 4-13 season. Well, Barkley's not going nowhere. Jones ain't going nowhere. Yeah. We're in, a, we're in a good spot. We got a great coach who made a bad call in a third and three call tonight. The fourth and eight was a mistake as well, but he already had two plays called. He figured to give it a shot. I agree with you. If they make it there, I still wouldn't have agreed to go for it. But if he makes it there, we might be talking about a totally different night. Yeah, a totally different night. I don't know. I and remember don't... something. Listen, you got a, you got a great sports mind. Believe me, I, I love to listen to you on the radio. <laughs> Thanks. When you win the toss, Danielle, it doesn't matter what you're going to think. You're <laughs> always the firm, I love. And me and, me and you will always disagree on that. But, but for this game, for <laughs> this particular game. Feel better. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. Enjoy Appreciate the rest it. of the week. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Feel better, my Thanks, love. Thanks. You too. Thanks. Now, for this game, it, it, the game plan for me was take the ball, control the clock, establish the run. You do that from the outset. You shut that crowd up from the possession number one. You don't go ahead and say, hey, here, Philadelphia, you're an explosive offense with all kinds of different tools and weapons and everything. Why don't you go take the ball, and and, and you know what? We're going to just watch you do it. It, No, that's not how it was supposed to work. Giants were down 7-0 early, and they're like, you know what? You know what? We didn't see enough of that explosive offense. Let's go for it on fourth down and give it right back to you so you can score 14 more points on us. 14-0. Come on. Uh, let's go to one more before we uh, break and go to Paul Dettino here. Uh, Justin in Franklin, New Jersey. It's you. Thank you for taking the time to call the fan. Hey, Danielle. How's it going? Great. How are you? Wonderful. On my way home still. I had to uh, go drop my brother off. Uh, my father had called earlier. Uh, he was sitting down in the 106 section. Yeah. And I decided to call in for the first time. I was actually kind of surprised to hear everybody, you know, talking talking so much trash to Eagles fans. I felt like we were relatively um, surprisingly, um, and I, you know, I have- oh, Justin, I hate to do this to you, man. The connection's horrible. So if you want to call back, you're more than welcome to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know you waited on hold. Um, but but if we can get him back up, uh, Justin, call back when you get a better connection there. I'm sorry about that, uh, but I had to let you go. Um, all right, you can give us a call back. So uh, we've got uh, Paul Dettino with a live check-in. He's calling in live. We'll call him. Uh, sorry, I keep saying that, but we're going to call him live coming up next. And if you're on hold, please hang there. And if you don't want to hang there, uh, 3 a.m. is the time to call back, all right? I promise I'll get to you. You call me, you get on. You talk. You talk to the people. My name is Daniel McCartan. With you till four here on the Fan. Just do it. Call the Fan at eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Powered by SuperBook Sports. Visit SuperBook.com. Welcome back to WFAN here in New York City. My name is Danielle McCartan. With you till four a.m. and uh, with us right now on the hotline is Paul Dettino, who has been on the New York Giants beat since 1983. He is live. It has been a long day for you, Paul. How are you feeling right now? <laughs> I tell you what, Danielle, you, you think of yourself as being 35 years old all the time, and then you go through <laughs> one of these days and you realize you're just not there anymore. 
Uh, well, Paul, I, I appreciate you taking the time. Are you on your way home? You're driving safely, everything? No, I'm, I'm back already. Oh, I've made good. it back, okay, so I okay. appreciate it, and it's it's good to talk to you as always. All right, well, thank you. So, uh, Paul, what's an adjective that you would use to describe or categorize the game tonight for the Giants? Well, the game is, is very disappointing. I mean, you know, there were certain keys that had to be done tonight. I think it's obvious that Philadelphia, for, the, for most of the season, deserved the number one seed in the conference. I still believe right now that San Francisco has passed them in the last month, and they're the NFC rep in the Super Bowl. But, but Philadelphia is, is the second-best team in the NFC, and across the board, we knew they had more talent than the Giants. We knew they had more explosive and elite players than the Giants. And going into the game, if they played ten times, Philly would easily win nine of them. But with the intangibles and with the fact that the Giants seem to have so much confidence and with what had happened two weeks ago when the backups gave the Eagles starters so much trouble and we thought the Giants, you know, health was going to be a huge factor. And the fact that Philly's health was such a question with Jalen Hurts, it was like, okay, there's a chance here that this could be that one time out of ten if they played where the Giants might be able to steal it certainly be competitive but but then yeah, i'll be honest with you i went into the game saying the giants had to have the ball for 33 minutes on offense mm-hmm. they didn't mm-hmm. they'd have to run it 35 times for 150 yards they didn't they'd have to throw between only 25 and maybe at max 30 passes mm-hmm. well they did keep themselves into that number but a lot of good at did them really nothing and then they'd have to beat the living stuffing out of jalen hurts mm-hmm. and make him feel like he was in a game you know, the Giants had no quarterback hits in this game tonight. Not one. So they obviously failed miserably in that category. So all the key factors that, that I determined would give them a realistic chance to be in the game and potentially steal it, <laughs> they came up really short on almost all of them. You know, the time of possession, I, I, maybe you just heard me arguing with one of the callers here, but the time of possession thing was a big thing for me, too. Like, I looked at what the command, the commanders held the ball for 40 minutes the first time that, when they handed the Eagles the loss in Week 10. So that's the blueprint for me if I'm the Giants. So, I, I, listen, I, I get it, but, but in this particular situation, in this particular game, you're away, your strength is your running game, don't you want to win the toss and receive the kick? What To me, that makes sense. And, and, and can try to control the clock from the jump, from possession number one? Oh, so you you want to get into the whole coin toss philosophy. So, Look, Bill right. so, 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 so Belichick is the one who started that, yes, okay? Yes, He started it, and what Belichick found out is that over a long mathematical analysis, the team that defers wins the game 52% of the time. That's why he decided to go to the deferral. Mm-hmm. And everybody decided that, well, if Belichick figured this <laughs> out, it must be brilliant. Right. So everybody became a copycat and figured that extra 2% is enough to make me defer every time. I come from the Bill Parcells philosophy, which says, hold on a second, folks. Look at the specific game and the specific yes. situation yes. and then decide yes. if you need to defer. I don't think you should just unilaterally defer. Right. Tom Coughlin was the other way. Tom said unilaterally, I'm getting the ball first because yeah. there's no guarantee how many possessions you're going to get. Yes. But you know if you get the opening kickoff, you're guaranteed that possession, unless you fumble it, of course. Yeah. 
So Tom, Tom went in the other direction. I thought tonight that the furrow was correct because the Giants knew that they had their entire starting defense available, and I think that they believed that their defense would be more liable to start the game off well, especially with the thinking that Hurts was gimpy because of that bad shoulder. Yeah. And if the Giants set the tone early by punishing Hurts on the first drive of the game, I well, quite frankly, I was I was on the air and I said I didn't think Hurts was going to make it out of halftime. Mm. I thought the Giants would punish him so badly that that shoulder would not would not hold up and he'd be knocked out. So I I had no problem with the deferral. Mm. All right, we'll disagree on that. That's okay. We're allowed to. So uh, think about big big picture, uh, an adjective to describe the season. I know the game you said was disappointing tonight, but the season, uh, I mean, the callers have been very optimistic about the season as a whole. Yeah, you have to feel that way. When you look at what they overcame, the litany of injuries, uh, obviously the first year of the new era in administration and coaching staff, Uh, when you looked at what Barkley and Jones were able to prove that indeed they are guys worthy of second contracts, Uh, when you see that the team is set up well with its picks and its salary cap situation, uh, yeah, there's no reason to be upset or disappointed with the season. I I, I said something to, to uh, to the team chaplain on the way out of the office tonight. I said, if you ever watched uh, Howie Mandel's game show, Deal or No Deal? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. great show, right? <laughs> Fun show. I had a nice year, few-year run. This was kind of like you decided to keep your case, and you left number 17, you know, with the, with the pretty young lady up on the stairs. 17's my favorite number. Right? <laughs> All right. So that you, you can relate to this now, right? Yeah. And Howie says, okay, open your case. And the lady at 17 opens it, and it's a million dollars. Yeah. And everyone is like, oh, <laughs> because, you know, you, you, yeah. you missed out on the chance to a million dollars. But then the lady opens her case, the one that she decided to keep, and it says she won 150000 Well, hell, <laughs> I get it. I get it. There was that momentary, really crushing disappointment, but you just walked out of here with one hundred and thirty-five yeah. or one hundred fifty thousand right. dollars. Right. You're a winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened with the Giants in twenty twenty-two. <laughs> I love that. I, I love that analogy. It's pretty good. Well, I mean, I, I, that's the only way to look at it because yeah. the game, the game in reality, is separate from the big picture and where the Giants stand in relation to where this team is going to go. This this should not be a 2016 repeat where they made the playoffs. Yeah. The team was old, and the team was, was way overpaid. And even though we thought that they had a chance to be a good playoff team the next year, when it didn't work out and the coaching staff, you know, basically butchered the season and everything went bad, there was, there was no way to go except down. That's not the case with this team. Not at all. So the future is incredibly bright. There's a lot to be happy about off of this season. Paul DeTino joins us live here on The Fan. Paul, we've been talking a lot about that fourth down call. For me, that was the, the turning point in the game. Unfortunately, it was, it was early, and it was negative for the Giants. Uh, what was the turning point in the game for you? Oh, wow. Uh, you know, I think, I think to be frank, I, I look at the – Nine-play, 63-yard drive, 
in the second quarter. Uh, at that point, the Giants had already been down uh, 14 to nothing, and the Eagles had the ball after a Giants punt at their own 37 with about 12 and a half minutes left in the first half. Mm-hmm. And, and right there, it's like, okay, listen, uh, Eagles have, you know, pretty good field position. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's also not great. I mean, they're inside their own 40. And what happens? They give the ball to Sanders six straight times. Yes. And he runs it all the way down to the Giants' 20. Yep. And then to make matters worse, Hurts converts a third down on a run. Mm-hmm. And then Goddard catches a pass, which is the only pass of the drive. And then Scott. <laughs> Boston Scott. I know. The guy who absolutely destroys the Giants and can't even become an XFL player when he plays other teams. Okay, but destroys the Giants, yep. goes up the gut for a touchdown, yep. and now it's twenty-one nothing. That drive to me is where I pretty much knew that this was not going to turn out well. Yeah, kind of like the point of no return there. Yeah, it really was. It really was. That that's when the car went off the road. Yeah, uh, something maybe you could look at this game, and I know there wasn't much to choose from, but is there something that the Giants did well enough to say like, all right? That was all right? No. Yeah, I know. No. Yeah. no, no, no. This entire night was awful. The the Eagles looked like they did not miss a beat. None of the injuries to Johnson or to Hertz looked like they impacted them in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. They did what they wanted. They took what they wanted. It looked like a scrimmage. Uh, they they had their way. They They, they showed everybody why they were the division champs and won so many games this year. And the Giants, unfortunately, okay, let's make that very clear, unfortunately, picked one of their four worst halves of football to play in the first half tonight when they went down 28-0. They were horrible in the second half of the first Dallas game. They were horrible against the Detroit Lions in, in, in one of the halves of that game. Uh, and you know, I, they were horrible in the, in the, uh, in the second half of the first Philadelphia game. So, you know, there were three, three, three halves in the regular season. And then tonight, four halves of miserable football. And tonight just happened to be one of them. (laughs) Paul Dottino joins us live here on the fan. Um, I think at the outset of the season, if, if you know, in August, if someone said the Giants are going to the divisional round, if you know, they're going to win the first round of the playoffs, the wild card round, they're going to play in the divisional round, you would have, anybody would have signed up for it. So I think it's fair to say that they have exceeded expectations. But, but in your opinion, Paul, how? What came together for the Giants to exceed those expectations this year? Well, you know, I think, I think what you do, uh, Danielle, when you look at the season, you say, okay, what do you think of the wins? Now, I was on record. I thought the Giants would be 8-9 and nine this season with the possibility if everything went right to maybe win two games extra and squeak out 10. I did think they could sniff the playoffs. So I wasn't that far off. Um, and then once you get into the playoffs, it's a matchup game. Right. So you can't say in July, well, if I told you they'd get to the second round. Well, if you knew that they were going to play a tailor-made opponent like Minnesota in the first round, you probably would have put, put something down on that, right? Yep. So, so you, can't, you can't put that into the equation. But what you can do is say, 
okay, where did the Giants fare better than you thought when they went into summer camp? And I think it's it's very fair to say that, you know, the fact that they got to this level, despite all the injuries to the secondary, to the wide receiving core, yeah. uh, they had occasionally, you know, they lost Leonard Williams for some games. They lost Ojolari for some games. Thibodeau missed the first couple of games of the season. Um, some of the offensive linemen, Neil missed a month of games. He got banged up. You know, um, uh, Gates came back into the lineup, you know, for the second half of the season. But but he wasn't there at the beginning. Well, you kind of knew he wasn't going to be there at the beginning. So maybe that one's not very fair. But, uh, you know, <laughs> they got here. Think about this. They got here with so many recyclable products coming off the scrap heap. Yes. And that's the thing. More than anything else, Danielle, I think they need to be very gratified and satisfied that Barkley and Jones lived up to their um, their responsibility of earning a second contract. I think that's first and foremost. Maybe a big surprise is that Julian Love is no longer duct tape. He's now a damn good safety. Yeah. Forget the duct tape stuff now. He's not just a versatile guy who can do a good job and be plugged in. He's a really good safety. So maybe that's a big surprise. But but really, think about the recycle guys. You know, the the, the, the Jalen Smiths, the, the McLeods, the Moreaus, the Pinnocks, all these guys, the, the Hodgins, you know, the, the Richie Jameses of the world, yeah. who, you know, played important roles on this team and were functional enough to get this team into the playoffs. Well, Paul, I'm thinking that, that's, that's pretty incredible, right? And, and you mentioned this this scrap heap, and, I, and I'm thinking 365 days ago almost, you got Jake Fromm taking two kneel downs to make more room for the punter. I mean, is Brian Dayball the NFL's coach of the year? You know the problem with that? There are literally about five or six guys who could all claim, very rightfully so, that they should be the coach of the year. Uh, I, I'm obviously a little bit uh, partial because yeah. I've been around Dable every day. And so I see what he's done. And I know from where the Giants have come from. But at the same time, uh, you know, someone said to me the other day, has there, has there ever been a co-NFL coach of the year? Oh. I'm not sure that there has been. But, hell, if there was ever a year for it, I wouldn't mind seeing two guys get it. Mm. I mean, look, think about it. You, you, you can't ignore Sirianni. Yeah. You can't, ex- you can't ignore uh, what Peterson did with the Jaguars, yep. right? Yep. You can't ignore what happened in San Francisco. They came down the stretch with their third-string quarterback, yep. a rookie, you know, Purdy, Mr. Mr. Irrelevant. I mean, you know, how, how can you disregard uh, what McDermott did with, with Buffalo, considering, you know, what happened, you know, with Hamlin? Mm. I, I I don't I don't know. I, I think it's a very, very, very hard thing to separate. But, you know, Gable certainly needs to be in that conversation. There's no doubt about that. Quickly your thoughts on uh I think Jones will be back on a second contract. I think it's yeah. not gonna be this this hometown discount that everybody seems to be calling up and calling for. The guy earned his money. Uh I think they'll end up franchising Barkley. Do you think that's a fair assessment? Well, that was my assessment going into the season. Yeah. I, I said, worst case scenario, 
Jones gets, a, a, you know, earns a three to four year contract yep. for a for a a reasonable second tier kind of price. Yeah. And if they can't get a deal done with Barkley, he winds up with a franchise tag, which is probably going to be at about ten point one. At least that's what the estimates look like. Okay. Uh, both guys have expressed desire to stay. They both want to be a part of this, and I think that's the other good news is that the Giants have now created themselves uh, to be a destination. Right. Dable, Dable's a coach that people want to play for. Shane is a guy who has a plan in place who's going to make this team a contender and players like that. Um, Leonard Williams is going to redo his deal because he's over $30 million on the cap in, in uh, right. 2023. He'll redo his deal with an extension, which is going to give them a boatload of room too. Okay. So, And we know they've already started talking to Barkley and Love about you know possible extensions with them, so I, I don't worry much about it. I think I think it's all going to work out. Okay, good. That, that's good news. And uh, final question here as we wrap up, and I appreciate you taking the time. Um, that's okay. Coming within, uh, I guess, to put it this way: coming within two wins of a Super Bowl appearance this year. What's the expectation for next season? Is it too early to talk about it? Oh yeah, it's way <laughs> too early. You know, I mean, look, they do have to solidify you know, these guys who need to be taken care of. And yeah. until those those things are done and the ink is dry, you know, they're not done. <laughs> you know, when's the contract the contract? Well, when the ink is dry. Yeah. Yeah. So so get that out of the way first. Then you got to find out, all right, what do you think you can do in either free agency or trades before you get to the draft? And we do know the Giants are going to have their, their allotment of picks and they'll get a... Uh, a, comp, a, a comp pick or two from the free agent losses they had over the last year. Okay. So that'll help them out a little bit, but they're going to be picking really low. We know that. And, um, you know, we'll have to see. But, I mean, look, here's what I'll tell you. The team is clearly on the right track, and they've got room now, whether it's with the picks, whether it's with the money. Uh, they certainly have youth on their side. And now they also have some valuable playoff experience. All of the the things you need to get yourself on the way to a three to four year window are there. Now they just have to follow through on it. Well, we'll see what happens there, Paul. It's perfect timing, and I appreciate you taking the time. I know it's a long day. Get some rest, and uh, we'll, we'll talk soon <laughs> around draft time. All right. All right. Anytime. Be well. Thank you. You too. Appreciate it. Thank you. Daniel Jones brings his team to the line. In his first playoff start, he played like a great player tonight. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. And the New York Giants are on to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. the fan my name is Danielle McCartney taking you for one more hour Pete Hoffman is here in the building he was here before I saw him he's here uh, so he'll be here at, with you on the radio starting at four uh, as we come on the air today we talk about this Giants Eagles it's been Giants Eagles all night long just talked with uh with Paul Dettino who is a uh obviously a very reliable source New York Giants and um I just got a tweet from uh, at Denton Dave. He said, excellent interview with Paul Dottino. I'm a Giants diehard. Disappointed, but optimistic. 
We have to learn how to win in our division. I See, I agree with that. We'll talk about that in a second. He said we need cornerbacks, wide receivers, and interior offensive line and still want a playoff game. Remember, we're in a rebuild. What a rebuild. Uh, yeah. So I And I love – I'm going to write this too. I wrote, thanks so much. Paul Dottino is great. I love the disappointed but optimistic line because that's the truth. I mean, yes, you can be disappointed of the, tonight's game. Yes, the, the Super Bowl was, you know, you could see it, right? You could see it. And then, and then you got crushed by the Eagles. What was it, 38-7? It's like, all right, don't look. Don't look at the final score, but it was 38-7. And the Giants had major deficiencies, in my opinion, at pass catcher. I mean, major, major deficiencies. So, you know, uh, Paul's words, the scrap heap, right? A lot of these players came off the scrap heap, and, and they were coached up, and they got them to where they they, they – they were and where they ended up. And, uh, you know, I was going to bring the trumpet tonight just in case, but I didn't want to put the bad juju out there. Uh, so maybe next week we could send the Giants off uh, in, in the most honorable way possible, uh, you know, as, as we do here. But, uh, you know, disappointed but optimistic should be kind of like the tagline. Uh, yeah, for, for, for the season, for, for the night and for the season as a whole. Disappointed for tonight, optimistic, for next season. I think it's a good assessment of this Giants team. All right, let's go to the phones. 877-337-6666. To Fort Lee we go. Don, you're up on the fan. Yeah. Um, hi, Danielle. Nice to catch up with you tonight. Ah, thanks for making the call. You're welcome. So I kind of – I take your point of view. Uh, I agree that you have to look at the context of the game. I'm not going to say you have to defer every game like, yes. like these people are saying. You look at you're playing a better team on paper. You're playing an extremely talented offense that has you overmatched. Yes. So I think you t- you get the ball and you and you, and you want to play from in front against Philadelphia. You can't right. play from two touchdowns down because you're you're on your heels. Put them on their heels for yes. a change. Yep. You always and you always want to put pressure like like in any sport you play, right? You always want to put pressure on the other team. And how how do you do it in a game like this? You take the ball, you run it up the gut, you score on the first opening drive. Then you put some pressure on them. Then then you take them off of their game plan immediately. So, yeah, I, right. I'm with you on that too. Yes. Right, exactly. And then maybe if you get up another score or a field goal, then you start running the ball, controlling the clock and yes. you keep them on their heels and then and then the run opens up the pass a little more. Exactly. On, on, that's how they lost to the Commanders as well. Right. And in, the, and in that Commanders game, they, they converted, I think it was 12 out of, the Commanders converted 12 out of 21 third downs, and, and they, they ran the ball a, a, a large chunk. But most importantly, like I said before, the Commanders controlled the clock. How do you, do you corral an explosive opposing offense? You keep them on the sidelines. How do you do that? You control the clock. You run the ball. You can't run the ball when you're down 14 nothing. Exactly. Make them press. Put the pressure on them. Yes. Exactly. And good things and can that, happen. Now, exactly. Now, the other point is maybe if you're playing at home and maybe if you have Banks and Taylor at linebacker <laughs> and you're confident your defense is going to stop them yes. the first two possessions, then maybe you defer. But right. with the way that this team, you know, when you look at the context of this game and this hostile crowd and this bad environment and how good Philadelphia is, you know, and talent at the Skilled positions. Yeah, you have to you have to just come at them, and you have to put put your best foot forward from the outset because you have to play from in front. That's your best chance. Yeah, I agree. And Don, and thanks for that. I appreciate that point of view. And and Paul Dottino said the same thing. Well, he didn't say the same thing. He said that you know Bill Belichick did the math, 
Bill Belichick decided that, you know, it, through extensive math equations and all that, that deferring, you win 52% of the games that you play if you def- choose to defer. So he defers all time and everybody, it's a copycat league, right? Everybody, it's a copycat league. Okay. Tom Coughlin re- received the ball every single time. And then Bill Parcells, this is Paul Dettino, tell, I didn't come up with this. Paul, Paul obviously, um, knows more in context than I do. But And then he said that, that Bill Parcells was a game-by-game scenario. I think I fall under that category, game-by-game scenario. As, as you just said, you needed to, to put this Eagles team and this explosive offense, you know, why would you just say, you know what, here, why don't you take the ball? Why don't you guys take the ball to start the game? You're explosive. You got Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts, an, an all-star offensive line. You know what? And Boston Scott, who can shred you up like like nobody's business. And three running backs that can do that, in fact. Why don't you take the ball to start the game? We love playing from behind. Come on. But you, Yeah, you got, you got Lawrence Taylor and Harry Carson uh, on defense. You're playing with the 86 Bears defense. I get it. I mean, Ojolari, it's the first time, second time, right, that they've all played together, right? Ojolari's banged up, though. You know, um, I know Kayvon Thibodeau was was calling about all the out holds. He said he was being hold. Hot Mike caught him cursing at the refs. Okay. I don't know. I, I just don't I just don't love it. I, I don't love the choice. If you want to come in there and make a statement on fourth down, you know, make a play at midfield, fourth down, well then how about just making this you won the toss. You won the toss. Make this statement from the from the jump, from jump street. Receive that ball and say, We're gonna make a statement right now. We are in control of this game. We're not gonna defer any sort of control to you. We're gonna take control. That's the part I have a problem with it. Go to the Jersey Shore. Gary, you're up on a fan. Hey, how are you, Danielle? Great. How are you, Gary? I apologize. Good. I'm going to get off speaker. Uh, I'm great. You know what? I have. Uh, I, I agree with you 100%. And, of course, we're going to have issues with Dable uh, with that terrible, terrible call. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things that are on my mind. You know, if he's going to go for it, there are fourth down. I'm, I'm guessing that he already had that thought before third down. And Jones got sacked on third down. Yeah. So what? Him think it's going to be any different? I don't know. It was terrible, and I'm sure he knows it now. But let me let me just go back to the thing that I agree with you really 100 percent on was the Giants really don't have a number one receiver. Yeah, they really don't have a number two receiver. Really, if you want to get into it, but yeah. yes, we had, you know we had two dynamic offensive players on our roster, and for whatever reason, we got rid of them for basically nothing. Who's that? I know Engram is one of them. He was disappointing as a Giant, but he was young. And then Tony. We drafted this guy with the 17th pick. He's a dynamic offensive weapon. We got nothing back for him. I don't understand those moves. And left well, it also got nothing from him either. Well, yeah, but he was banged up. But, I mean, look what he goes to Kansas City. He's going to be a weapon. But anybody, uh, really but, but Gary, I, and, and I warned everybody when it happened. I said, he's going to be, but, but he's going to be productive in Kansas City. That's what I said. But you know what? You or me, Gary, played in that offense would look productive. I mean, really. The, but, 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 Danielle, you're making the point that, listen, there was, there, we don't have a receiver to go to, right? We, and we did. We don't. He I, wasn't I, reliable. I, I he wasn't reliable. Well, he wasn't, but at least he's a weapon. And Ingram, too. I mean, I, he dropped so many passes. But, again, if you give him a little time to mature as a, as a giant, maybe he would have been a weapon for us. All I'm saying is 
we had weapons and we got rid of them for nothing, in my opinion. Well, and you know what, too? And the Giants missed a golden opportunity at the trade deadline to, to bolster that that wide receiver core some way, somehow. I thought, it's it, not that I love Odell Beckham Jr., but just the thought of having him as a playmaker on that team, I thought could have taken you know away for the pressure from Saquon Barkley and any of these other guys. I mean, Saquon, I, I, I know Odell Beckham Jr. isn't a wide receiver one in a best-case scenario, but he would have been for the Giants. Then that opens stuff up for Slayton. Then that opens stuff up for for uh, Hodgins. And you know what I mean? So, I, not that I love Agreed. Odell Beckham Jr. and especially what he did on that plane, I don't love it. But I don't know on the field. I think as a defensive coordinator, you just have to game plan for him being on the field. Agreed, a hundred percent. And he's a weapon. He's a weapon that can catch a slant and go all the way, which is what Tony. Is too really, and yeah, again, but I know he wasn't much. Fun, at first, you know, his cleats didn't. Have no weapons. No Gary, weapons. his I, I've been on onto him. His cleats didn't fit him right at, at training camp. His grandma passed away. He had COVID. He eat this. He that. It was like I, I'm a teacher. It sounds like in my classroom. I don't even allow that many excuses in my classroom. You know, and so to, to, I question the guys want to play football from the beginning, the draft weekend. And, and it unfortunately, I mean, it, Brian Dable was playing his music at practice to try to get him to buy in, and he still didn't buy in. I don't know what more you could do. I get it. But you know what? Would you agree right now that um, James is our second best weapon? Richie James is our second best weapon. I mean, that's not a lot of weapons. Well, you got look at Philly's roster. Look at Kansas City's roster, Buffalo's roster. Yeah. There's so many offensive threats on every team. Yep. San Francisco, Dallas, all of them. Yep. And then look at the Giants. Yep. How are we supposed to win? Yep. So I don't know. I'm sure they're gonna improve there. I hope they do. I'm very I want to be very positive about this whole year. Sure. It's just that you know, when you draft a weapon, you got to give him some time, no matter what. That's what I think. You waste, you, you, you're going to 17th pick on the guy. Well, and Gary, I'll play devil's advocate guy. with you, too. You you draft a guy at 17, especially at a wide receiver position, well, then he, he should be pretty damn good from the jump. Well, absolutely. I agree. So, with, you know, I, I don't want to get to the whole draft thing now because yeah. I wouldn't have taken Jones with the sixth pick, and I wouldn't have taken Blackman with the second, but I like the guys now, so here we are. Yeah. All I'm saying is you go into a, you go into a season with very few weapons, and you get rid of a couple weapons that you had, so that's all. I'm, just, I'm going to be positive, and we're going to we're going to get back at Philly some at some point before I uh, leave this planet. I'm pretty sure of that. <laughs> well, we'll see what <laughs> we'll see what happens. Right, Gary. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate the Your call. pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you draft a guy 17 overall, and he better be able to be inserted right now. I'm not waiting for anybody to mature and this and that. I mean, I don't think the Giants did their homework on him. And this was a guy, that, again, that was drafted before uh, this regime got there. I mean, Brian, the guy's a rapper, right? Young, whatever, young Joka, whatever. Okay, well, Brian Dable was playing his music at practice, young Joka's raps at practice, to get him to buy in. Of course, that was a buy-in technique. If you're Tony and you still didn't buy in, you still got excuses, this and that, what more can you do except for move him? He wasn't your pick anyway. He didn't buy into you. Move him. Maybe they didn't get back what they wanted to get back for him. That's that's fair point. But if you're picking at 17, I don't care. That guy needs to play. That guy needs to play right now. And I'm looking at, uh, let's see, who was picked? The 20, Alex Leatherwood. 
2021 draft, Alex Leatherwood. He was a starting offensive lineman for the Raiders. Starting. The jump. Mac Jones. I mean, anybody. Kadarius Tony was a 20th overall pick in that same year. Still. I mean, look at all the other guys. I'm looking at all these names. Like, I mean, Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, and they were earlier. But Quiddy Pay, starter. Christian Darishaw, starter. Najee Harris, starter. Travis Etienne. I mean, all these guys are impact players right away. And the Giants couldn't wait for Kadarius Tony to, to, to develop. Anybody was gonna, is going to look like a stud in that, uh, that Kansas City offense. Because the defense can only, you know, uh, cover so many people effectively. Ben and Queens, you're up next here on a fan. Lauren, Coach, uh, you know what? Before I get to the Giants, you, you stuck with Tampa Bay. Let me just, uh, Tampa Bay, Kansas City. And you called it. You called it when that thing happened. Yeah. You said, watch end of the season. People are going to be wanting Tony back. Yes. For getting all the clown stuff he did here. Yep. Andy Reid's a lucky, lucky man. <laughs> because Mahomes gets hurt like that, which was a horse collar, which, hey, NBC, you know horse collars are illegal, right? Yeah. That's supposed to be a, a, a personal foul. But but that, that's besides the point. He gets hurt on that play. All right, so that's towards the end of the first quarter. You sit him there. Let him get treatment. Henny comes in, controls the offense for a couple drives. Get him off that foot because you don't know if that's a stress fracture or anything in that ankle. It didn't look good. It did not look good at all. He was limping worse and worse to complete the drive. Then he goes downstairs, and I'm like, okay, okay. They're putting him in in the locker room. Let him get treatment the whole second quarter. Don't put him back out on the field. And then five minutes later, he's back on the field. I'm like, I hope that ain't a stress fracture. I hope it's not anything because you with weight on that leg is going to make it worse. Andy Reid, what are you? You're sacrificing the whole playoff for this one game? I'm trying to think. What was was the – because you know what? Ben, to be quite honest with you, I I promised some of my students that I would go to their basketball game tonight. So I went to the yeah. basketball game and missed a lot of that Chiefs game. What was the score at that point? Do you do you recall the score? The score was ten. It score was seven zip. They had a seven zip lead. Yeah, so it's okay. close. All right, seven zip lead. Then uh, the the rest of that drive, they got a field goal. Uh, on that drive, he got hurt. They managed to get a field goal, so it's ten zip. And because he's limping around, that's when Jacksonville went, hey, he's limping around. Let's go down. That's when they got the touchdown to make it 10-7. And now it's a close game. They decide to bring Henny in and for, for a drive. Henny leads them down for a touchdown, 17-7. So I'm like, yo, just sit him, put him in the locker room. Don't, because Mahomes is going to want to play. Of course. You, you as the coach, got to realize, hey, hey, Henning can control the offense. He's proven he can control the offense. It's not a permanent thing. Let's just so, so here's from to uh, that ankle and get you back. From Adam Schefter. Uh, this is from 10 p.m., so this is, you've probably seen it. I, this is the first time I'm seeing it, but it says, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes will undergo an MRI on Sunday to gain further clarity on the ankle injury he suffered, blah, blah, blah. Uh, initial x-rays on Mahomes' ankle were negative. negative. So. But that's why I said Andy Reid's lucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, quickly on the Giants, I see your point. Okay. My thing is, and you hit on it. All right. I- I'm a defer guy. 
I always like to get the ball first, second half, after what happens first half. But if you defer there, then you can't go for fourth, or fourth and eight after you just lost five yards on third down. Yeah. You cannot do that. You punt it, you punt it deep, and you take that drive to redo whatever you're thinking offensively. Yep. And even, and, and this is a point where I'll disagree with you, even at 14 zip, you don't take Saquon Barkley out of that, that offense at all. Yeah, I don't think you do either. I mean, the, the Giants' yeah. strength is running the ball. I mean, you you hand him the ball. That's it. right. Even I mean, it was still the first quarter. I mean, exactly. I have friends texting me. There's still plenty of game left. There's three quarters left. That's fine. So so do what got you there. Don't bail on it. I mean, he he had nine carries in that game. Nine. That's yep. it. And, and here and last caller is spending your time thinking about Tony. Yo, if I'm a Giants fan. I'm just going to tell you this straight out. It's been fun slating. No. Because <laughs> against Minnesota, you drop a sure touchdown, which would have sealed that game. Yeah. And this game, oh, you got to make that catch. You have got to You have got to make that catch across the middle. All momentum is going against you. Your team needs you to make that catch, and you let that go straight through your arms. Yeah, you know what, Ben? That that's a good point. But I mean, I would love to see the price tag on him because guess what? I I didn't realize this. Darius Slayton is a, 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 a UFA, unrestricted free agent, beginning in the twenty twenty three season. So I didn't realize that. So I I, I, I mean, I wouldn't pay, break the bank to bring him back. But as a wide receiver one, as a wide receiver two, as a wide receiver three, I might consider it. As a three, three, yeah. four. <laughs> he is not a one. Nope. He's, wait, he's not a two, right? And he's definitely not a one. Definitely, because it's too, it's too many times, man. It's too many times when when the 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 kick returner you sign mid season comes in and has better hands than you do. <laughs> trouble. Yeah. Oh, well, coach, talk to you next week to all the Giant fans, man. Sorry, y'all. Just just sorry about tonight. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens moving forward. Thanks for the call here, Ben. I appreciate it. Yeah, we've got a full rack of calls here. Talking Giants, Eagles still. Um, And you know what else, too? I don't know if it's gamesmanship or what, but there was some weird stuff going on in Philadelphia. We'll talk about that next here on The Fan. It's your turn to cause trouble. Call The Fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Welcome back to The Fan. My name is Danielle McCartan. Uh, you know, I wasn't sure if I was going to have to come in here and uh, play psychologist or, 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 you know, champion a funeral here tonight. I, I think Giants fans are very smart, very level-headed to know that, you know, while it was a disappointing game, Eagles-Giants was a disappointing game earlier tonight, um, it's, it's, there's, there's optimism for the Giants. This wasn't a flash in the pan, as Paul Dottino alluded to. You know, they'll be back. This Giants team will be back. You know what? There's something else I wanted to bring to everybody's attention. I'm surprised it didn't come up yet tonight. The first of all, license plate guy. He's a he's a fantastic Giant fan. He gives tickets to people, you know, tickets to charity, you know, the whole thing. He's a fantastic Giant fan. 
I believe he works in a school. I, I think he's an athletic director, I, I think. Don't quote me on that. But he reported, and this made ESPN. I don't know if he knows that. This made ESPN, or no, NFL Network. What was I watching this morning? ESPN I was watching. And he tweeted that, and it was confirmed, obviously, the Giants team, first of all, let me let me ask you a uh, a physics question here, okay? At what point does water freeze? What is the freezing point of water? Is that physics? I don't think that's physics. What is the freezing point of water? That, of course, is 32 degrees. No? Yes. 32 degrees, water freezes. So when license plate guy tweets at what time? Let me get the exact tweet. At 10.13 in the morning, I checked. It was 37 degrees in Philadelphia, not freezing. He says, so small problem at the team hotel. Pipes, quote unquote, broke. No water. Can't take showers this morning. The Giants didn't have any water in their hotel this morning. What are the chances of that? You know, the Giants aren't staying in some, no Motel 6. So how does that happen coincidentally on the morning of an NFL divisional playoff game? I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I've stayed in hotel, a lot of hotels in my lifetime. None of their pipes have ever broken while I've been there for one night for, for a 12-hour stay. What are the chances, man? At 7.45 this morning, even going back, to, that's as far as my weather.com app would go back. 7.45 this morning, it was still 37 degrees, still not freezing, hardly freezing. And uh, Carl Banks tweeted, well, we know now that they take the Giants seriously again. No water in the hotel. They've dusted off the old tricks manual. Fandom brings out the craziness. I don't know, man. That's a little much for my liking. Then, oh, then, oh, this is going to be our timeout. The chain broke. How many... Football games have you watched where everything went fine? How how many football? Let me rephrase it this way: How many football games have you watched where the where the chain on the things ha- have broken? I can count on my hands once tonight, earlier tonight. I don't know, man. Just a lot of weird coincidences happening all at once for my liking. Oh, all right, we have to do this. Justin and Franklin is back. Justin, you have better service. Yeah, I got that. All right, sorry I had to do that to you before. I was cutting in and out, though. I I completely understand. I was dropping my brother off. Um, I was was telling you, my father had called in earlier. Yes. You know, never called into anything before. I just wanted to, you know, give it a shot. And uh, and then the guy who was on before me was talking about how you never defer and this, that, and the other thing. And I just wanted to tell you, you were absolutely spot on. Eagles offense, you know, as an Eagles fan, is probably even better than what I saw in the Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, uh, Super Bowl run. Right. The offense is high-powered. To stop that, you got to do what Washington did. I feel like you hit the nail right on the head. You got to keep the ball out of their hands. You got to run the ball down their throat, and you got to just keep the possession the entire game. Well, because they are like susceptible said, to, the, to, to, they, to the run. I mean, if, if there's a chink in the armor anywhere in the in the Eagles' defense, it's it's the run game. That's it. Absolutely. And, you know, I was more than thrilled with the uh, the additions that we made um, to kind of bolster up the D-line. We got Jordan Davis back. 
And there was somebody else who was talking about, uh, you know, how, you know, you guys weren't supposed to be here. And, you know, it was four and 13 last year or whatever right. it was, your record. And, you know, you got to give credit to Brian Dayball. I feel like he absolutely just took everything he possibly could out of that Giants roster. You guys were positionally just inept and yeah. just outmatched, honestly. And I, you know, coming from a team who thought we had our franchise quarterback, and you know, our last season with Doug, we went four and eleven, and we came back and drafted Jalen, I believe, the next year, and went from four and eleven to nine and eight to now, I don't even know, fourteen and three or whatever his record is this year. Yeah, and I mean it really kind of begs the question for me whether or not Daniel Jones is the answer for you guys. Well, I, you know, I, and you may, I mean, Justin, I, I think when you look at what transpired on that offense and the talent level of that offense, I think a lot of it falls on the shoulders of, of him just willing that team to where they, where they were. I mean, look at the wide receivers and practice squad guys, guys that were signed in the on and the bye week. I mean, that's who he was working with. So you give him a, a Devontae Smith or, you know, someone of that caliber, I mean, I, I I don't know if there's any stopping him. I don't want to say it like that, but I, I think, put it this way, I think there might be something to fear if he's got some stuff to work with, some guys to work with. And see, but I guess, you know, I, I was there in the 2018 season, like I said, for the, the Super Bowl Carson Wentz, and then... You know, that following yeah. year, we had, I think, I think Greg Ward was our number one receiver. We had, uh, which, you know, who the hell was that guy before he actually started playing for us? Right. And I think we drafted J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, Matt Collins, who's all guys off the practice squad. And Carson willed us, you know, to a, a first-round uh, berth. And after that, it just fizzled out you know and then we got Jalen in there and we got him some weapons and I, I've never seen anything like it as an Eagles fan um, yeah I mean it, Justin and thanks for the call there I think that that I mean diamond in the rough possibly with that I mean I'm not sure but I mean Daniel Jones exceeded all expectations this year I mean career highs in three four five six seven eight nine metrics com- com- Daniel Jones, career high completions, passing yards, rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, completion percentage, yards per attempt, touchdown interception ratio, quarterback rating, and QBR. So I think the guy, uh, he totally outperformed expectations. Um, I think with with some, some good offensive line play in front of him, with some weapons, uh, I hate the word weapons, but so, some some legitimate pass catchers and legitimate threats to throw the ball to. I think the guy, I think, I think he's, I, he should be feared. I don't say it like that. That's kind of weird, but he's definitely a, a, a guy that you should be taking seriously in the division for sure. In a division that has Dak Prescott, who didn't he lead the NFL in interceptions? I mean, come on, let's go. Uh, Joe in Westchester, New York. You're up here on a fan. Hey, how's it going, Danielle? Great, how are you? 
Good. I uh, just want to say I'm, I'm on my way back from Philly about to cross the GW. And oh. Listening, listening to the fan. Uh, I'm, I'm of mid thirties and after, after a tough loss was in the fans, always therapeutic. Uh, I'm sure I'm not alone there. And then you've done a great job, uh, carrying the load here. I'm sure there's plenty of other depressed fans by the dial line behind me. <laughs> um, well, thank you. But, but no, um, a couple, couple quick points. So yeah. in ter- you, you brought up the deferring the coin toss. And I honestly, like, I don't think anyone's going to, going to bring that up at all. And I think that's a great point. Definitely. Obviously, hindsight 2020, especially in a game like this. And I think if we, if we, uh, receive and have a solid drive, even putting a three makes it, it, it could turn something. But at the end of the day, I don't think it really makes a difference. Um, Obviously, Dable does a great job, changed the whole culture and everything. And this is kind of my main point. I think you touched on it, and I've heard other people talking about it, and I obviously saw it at the game firsthand. But I felt like the Giants this whole year, we we really turned the culture around. Dable got his praise. But our main team comparison was kind of like the Tennessee Titans and like that variable type team where you you win ugly and pl- find a way to win. They, the Giants. But, I, I saw someone was wearing a sweatshirt today that said "gritty, not pretty." <laughs> exactly. You, yeah. Gritty, not pretty. You find a way to win, and I, I've heard the comparison that we're like a variable Titan team, and then tonight uh, it was just ugly. That yeah. like they quit. They quit by the second quarter. They're getting beat off the ball. They're getting stiff armed and everything, and I, I don't know if we if we're comparing ourselves to a Mike Vrabel team. I don't see that happening for one of his teams. And if you're going to be that type of team, you have to be able to just be grittier and not prettier. But if you're not going to be that way, you you need a quarterback that's going to make a difference. And unfortunately, I don't I I don't want to be overreacting here, but Danny Dimes didn't didn't answer the bell and. I don't know. All right, let's Just, put it this uh, way. Is are the Giants getting as far as they did with oh, I don't know, someone else at a quarterback? I don't, I mean I don't even know who who would it be? I mean No, exactly. I I don't know who I don't know who's coming in. No one's coming in tomorrow, so I think you we have to ride it out with with Danny Dimes at this point and hope that we make the we just incrementally get better year after year, but I mean, this doesn't seem like an Eli 07, 08 situation, and it's going to come out of nowhere. I think we, we know what we have in this guy at this point, and hopefully we're able to support, the, uh, put a team around him. Well, that's the thing, Joe, and thanks for the call there. Glad to keep you company. That's the thing. Put a team around him. This is a guy who has all of the – he's got the size. He's got the speed. He's got the, the running ability, the big arm. He's got this, he's, he's a smart guy, clearly, based on his body of work and what he's had to learn and overcome over the past couple years. And not to mention that not everybody can hang here in New York. This is a guy you know can do it. All these Jeff fans want to bring in Derek Carr. I've got two people in, in Vegas sports media telling me he's not – Going to be able, he can't handle New York media. You want to bring Derek Carr in? He's going to impl- He couldn't handle Vegas media. And and no offense, if they're still listening out there, it's not like it is here in New York. With these fluffy questions, they always ask these players, "What's your favorite color?" No, I'm just kidding. They don't ask him that. But I'm, what I'm saying is, 
you know, you got a guy here on your roster with a relationship in that building. You know, people like him in that building. People play for him. He's a tough dude. And and you, you got to keep him. He doesn't need to be Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. You know, look at what Mark Sanchez did. The Jets built around them the right way, or they put him in a, in a good situation in those years. Back-to-back AFC championship games. Take a page out of those books. The Rex Ryan era. And build around him. You'd be surprised. Can we do one more? Can we do one more, Sus, before we hit? The... Yeah? Okay, good. Let's go. Uh, Dominic in Brooklyn. You're up next here on A Fan of New York City. Hi, Danielle. I actually, I feel the opposite. After seeing what happened tonight, and you know what? To tell you the truth, it happens far too frequent when it comes to the Eagles. Eli was the only guy that could actually beat them. It broke my heart tonight. It did. I get it. I, so, I get it that you're heartbroken. But it, when you go down fourteen nothing, you you have to abandon but, your game plan. I, I get it, Danielle. But you know what? Twenty eight to nothing. It, it it took our heart away. After last week, everything what happened was yeah. With when Daniel Jones had everything in his control. Now I tell you the truth. I I, I don't care if they signed Dan, Daniel Jones or Saquon. We, it, it just it broke our heart. It's the same thing over and over. There's no way that these Eagles should have beat us like this. You know that. Come on. Stop I mean, it. it's been the Eagles. I hate to do this to you, but the Eagles were the better team on paper, every facet of the game. And, and when the Giants beat the the Minnesota Vikings last week, they're the ones who jumped out to the to the lead. I mean, they were leading. 17-14 at halftime. And they, they forced the Vikings to have to, to you know, maybe a, it was 14-7 after the first quarter. The Vikings were in scramble mode. The Giants were in total scramble mode. They had, had abandoned every game plan, every which way. They had to go to, to D-Day game planning tonight, unfortunately. Uh-oh. Dropped off. Did he? He dropped off. Ah. Oh. Oh, well, there it is. Well, and, and anyway, because the Giants were, were, were so far behind so early, they had to throw every game plan X, Y, and all the way down to Z. They were left with game plan Z. I mean, there's only so much you could do when you're when the game is over at the end of the first quarter, which is different than what happened in that Vikings game. The, the Giants had the Vikings on their heels. And unfortunately for the giant for the Giants, it, it, this past night's game, a couple hours ago, that just ended. Not only did they go down seven nothing on the opening drive by the Eagles, they went down fourteen nothing on a boneheaded fourth and eight. Go for it! Like we're playing a game of Madden that Brian Dayball had. What a decision that was! Something I obviously disagree with. And uh, one more thing, something I've been hearing all week. Let's play a little bit of fact or fiction about it's difficult to beat a team three times in one season. I'm Daniel McCartan with you for another 20 minutes or so here on The Fan. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown. Wow, what a catch by the rookie. Ridiculous. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app.
Welcome back to the fan at 3.47 a.m. after this disappointing Giants loss to the Eagles in the NFC Divisional Round. Well, it was a, uh, it was a disappointing loss for the Giants, sure, with the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm saying the word Super Bowl and Giants in the same sentence for the first time in how long, right? But the Super Bowl was just kind of, kind, kind of there. You're, you're two wins away from making it to the Super Bowl. It's easy to see how this game was disappointing, especially with the way the score ended up being. But if you step back, you look at the season as a whole, lots of really good things to take away from this Giants team from this season. Onward and upward. And um, a little fact or fiction here, a little myth or reality, whatever that's called. You know, it's difficult, the statement, it's difficult to beat a team three times in a season. Maybe you want to hang your hat on that, Giants, whatever. It's fiction. That's so fiction because the Giants lost to the Eagles just a few hours ago, okay? I added all the stats together. I figured them all out again. Since the merger, 1970, uh, a thir- in a third time around situation, there have now been 25 of them, including tonight's game. So in those situations where, you know, for the third time around, are they going for the win? They've swept it so far. The sweeping team, in this case the Eagles, is 16-9, and which is a 640 winning percentage. And then factor again in that the team that's going for the sweep Eagles again is home in the postseason. The sweeping team is is fourteen and six. It's seven hundred winning percentage. So it's difficult to beat a team three times in a season. I don't want to hear that anymore. It's such a lazy take. It's myth busted, completely busted. Play a team three times. You you got a between you've got a sixty four percent chance to beat them. And then if you're home, it goes up to 70% the third time around. So, no, I don't want to hear that lazy take all week. Come on, be better. Do better. It's a lazy take. Anyway, uh, let's go uh, to the phones. 877-337-6666. Pete Hoppins coming your way at 4. So we'll jam as many of these in as possible. Until then, uh, Stuart in Brooklyn, you're up next here on The Fan. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Eh, a little disappointed. I know. But you know what, Danielle? I'll say this much. Who expected them to be even in this position at the beginning of the year? I thought they'd make the playoffs. I didn't think Um, they'd win the first round. Yeah. All right. But the thing is, Danielle, what they were last year and what they were now. Yeah. um, Way better. Yeah. And I consider it a successful season. And, yes, you have to give Daniel Jones the contract. Because one thing, he has matured before our very eyes. Yep. He's become the guy on this team, and the players play for him. He had no actual receiving weapons. Yes. Who do you have? Hodgkins in the middle of the season, they got him, and Darius Slayton, and Kenny Galladay, who turned out to be a real bust, mm-hmm. and that's one of gentlemen's signings and that one big contract where that is contributing to their cap hell. I mean, Daniel Jones only had five inter- even with those guys. Daniel Jones only had five interceptions in the regular season. I mean, Aaron I mean, Rodgers twelve, Joe Burrow uh, twelve. I mean, come on. And uh, you know, it's like this. He matured. He didn't get reckless with the ball like he'd been in previous seasons. Yep. And he, it's like he had his head on his shoulders. And yeah, the Eagles jumped out early 
just like the Giants jumped, out, jumped on the Vikings last week, but we got in a deeper hole because, uh, I don't know, the Eagles might be just a, a, might just be a better team. This a little bit. Year. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit better this year. <laughs> yeah, well, we're not going to give them that much credit, please. Yeah. I mean, it's like uh, the Eagles, mm, let's say this much, the Eagles are like the Red Sox. Mm, we don't like them at all. <laughs> not at all, considering what, what, they, uh, what they've done since the, uh, 2004, the Red Sox, uh, when they did that. Yeah, and well, you know what I'm listen, talking about, right? Listen, the, the Eagles are a good team. They, they are a good, a good team, team on all facets of the ball. But uh, I mean, you know who I think? You know who I'm rooting for for the Super Bowl? Who? Buffalo. Yeah, me too. You know why? One one guy, Damar. Yeah. I I want to, I would like to see them win. They've been there. They were there back in the 90s, early 90s, four years in a row. They didn't get it done. But... I hope this time they do get it done. Yeah. Uh, you know, just for, for the for the for the for Damar Hamlin. That's why. Yeah. I mean, I could see them beating the Chiefs, but uh, one thing I was watching the Chiefs and the Jaguars. Well, is uh, Patrick Mahomes human being or is he something supernatural? <laughs> I mean, it's like he gets an ankle hurt, he's limping, comes out in the third quarter. What does he do? He just does what he does. Stewart. Here, who would you rather have? Right. Patrick Mahomes on one leg or Zach Wilson? Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> on one leg. That's not even close. <laughs> let, me, let me say something, Daniel. Let me end with this. Zach Wilson, uh, that was a very bad pick. Uh, yeah, and I, I said it when it happened. I was like, well, I remember I said, well, they picked him. I guess I have to get a board, but that's not what I would have done. No, I wouldn't have done that. No, there was... Who else was out there back with that draft of the, of the quarterbacks? Yeah, there was Fields. I wasn't high on him either. It wasn't a strong quarterback class. I mean, obviously Lawrence was off the board, so that, no, that Lawrence, was that. Yeah, well, Lawrence could have been on board. Yeah, had they not won that one game. The one game. Yeah, Adam Gase's parting gift. Who was Adam Gase? <laughs> Adam, Adam Guru. Oh, <laughs> uh, the so-called quarterback whisperer. Oh, quarterback he, Guru. He whispered his way out of town. Yep. Oh, I, mean, bro, I hate Peyton Manning for that, by the way. What? I hate Peyton Manning was the one who recommended him. I hate him for that. I don't like him for that, but I, I like Peyton Manning. But please, why did you do that for? <laughs> I don't Is know. Is there a reason? I don't know. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I think you want to get back at the Jets for beating him back in 2010, 2020. What was it? The two AFC championships games? Yeah. One of them in which Mark Sanchez beat him? I don't even know. Actually, Sparky, I just got a little distracted because trending right now on Twitter is the phrase Adam Gase. I don't know why. Oh, no. I don't know why. Oh, no. (laughs) Adam Gase. Stop. Yeah, I I swear. He's still still relevant. Uh, I don't know. I thought after all these years, they forget about him. Yeah, I don't know. Well, one thing I'm going to tell you. Uh, Brian Dable did a marvelous job. And Joe Shane's going to do a great job. Absolutely. All right, Daniel, you have a good day. You too, Stuart. Thank you. Bye-bye. Brian Dable should be in the running for Coach of the Year, but we can talk about that next week. Let's go to Jim in Hackettstown, New Jersey. You're up on the fan. Hey, Danielle. Hey, uh, you know, good morning. Hey, listen, this is really not that complicated. The Jets and Giants have the same problem. They have a bad offensive line. Yeah. And, you know, the Jets were – they had third-string receivers. So, I mean, I don't know what people expect Daniel, uh, Daniel Jones to do with what he had to work with. I think, I think he did a hell of a job. Me too. What he had – you know? Yep. And then also, I'm sick of people talking about quarterbacks and the rookie contract. You know, when the Packers have a chance, we don't talk about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Mahomes is not on a rookie contract. 
I mean, there's a lot of guys that are on rookie contracts, and you know, I mean, you don't have to have a rookie contract to you know, have a good shot in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I agree, but you mentioned Mahomes and you mentioned Rodgers. I mean, those are those are top flight guys anywhere you go. I, I think right, people. Are, I think what people the worry is that okay, you're going to go ahead and pay these guys, and then you're not going to have enough to because sur- these are guys that need but, talent around them to succeed. You know, it's, it's a bad argument because, like I just said, you know, I mean, the the, the teams that have Rodgers, Brady, Mahomes, these people are uh, are consecutively in the playoffs. They always have a shot. So the argument of oh, well, the guys on a rookie contract, we got to win now. That's a bunch of crap. I'm sorry. Well, you named, well, the point is that you named three generational talents that could take any team to, to the playoffs or Super Bowl even. And, you know, a guy like Daniel Jones, at, at this point in time, he's going to need some help. So the worry is that, okay, the Giants are going to spend this finite amount of money on Daniel Jones, and they might not have enough to surround him with enough talent to take him to the next level. That's the worry. Well, you know, listen, when, 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 I'll give you an example. When, when the Chiefs uh, lost to Tampa Bay, Mahomes had a hell of a game considering his, his offensive line was totally depleted. Yeah. And they addressed that the very next year. They got yeah. Tooney from the Patriots. Yep. They drafted Humphrey from Oklahoma. And they, they may have picked up with somebody else. So, you know, you can do these things the very sure. next year. So sure. It, it's, really, it's really more about uh, your talent evaluation than, like I said, oh, the, the, the contract. Listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. quarterbacks are, are the main thing. Quarterbacks are going to pay a lot of money. You yeah. know, deal with it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And you know what? I think Joe Shane is, is a fantastic talent evaluator. I think the Giants are in a good situation with him, for sure. Yeah, so. Yeah. Okay, Daniel, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, Thank Jim, you. Yeah, good, I mean, good point. Point well taken, for sure. Right. Exactly. But at this point in time, I think Daniel, Daniel Jones is a guy who needs who needs some talent around him. Uh, it doesn't need to be top-flight talent, either. I mean, it's just guys that are not practice squad guys, guys that are not drafted in the seventh round to be catching, you know, wide receiver one, catching all of his passes as wide receiver one. I mean, come on. He he willed the team as far as he could will the team. And that was in NFL, I keep saying that, NFC divisional round. Good for him. Let's see what happens next year. Shore up the line, give him a wide receiver, and then what happens? No one knows. We'll see. Sparky and Dobbs Ferry are up next here on a fan. First of all, Coach, I hope you feel better. Oh, thank you. Okay, and... I only caught the second half of the game because of my weird work hours. Now, you're talking about in the first quarter when them going on fourth and eight. Now, what confuses me, in the fourth quarter, they're losing by three touchdowns, and, and on fourth punted. down, they punt. Yeah. What's that about? Thank you. I don't get that. I don't get it either. Okay. Now, you mentioned before about Sweeney Murdy. Yeah. Okay. You would be an ideal replacement. Okay, but if the fan had more sense, they would give you your own full-time show, okay? Because first of all, you know what you're talking about, and you make your calls feel welcome and important. Well, I appreciate that. I, I try my best every time. You know that, every week. And And also, like, another thing, like when you're doing your show, you do little questionnaires, you do other things, and it reminds people that sports are supposed to be fun. Right. That's what I do in my classrooms. I try to do the same thing I do in my classrooms, make it fun. Okay. And my one baseball point, I don't ever want to hear the Royals be brought up that they don't have money when they can spend 3.75 on Aroldis Chapman. Well, there you go. And Aroldis Chapman is obviously not worth that. So we can talk about that next week, Sparky. I'm sorry to cut you off there, but uh, Pete Hoffman is here to my left. Ready to take you through the rest of the morning here. And uh, you uh, want to 
Catch the start of the show. I started at around 1 a.m. after Giants-Eagles postgame here on The Fan. Great job to Suss tonight behind the glass. Kevin Dexter on the updates. And I will see you after Nick's Nets next weekend, about 8.30 p.m. till 1 a.m. Coach McCartan on Twitter and Instagram and then Facebook.com slash Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N. Couldn't done it without you guys. I love the participation. Twitter on the calls. Pete Hoffman up next here on WFAN. Sports Radio 101.9 FM.